Xbox On. Welcome to Xbox On, a podcast with one host about one console, Xbox. I'm said host, Jesse DeRosa, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about the latest Xbox news for the week of December 30th, 2021, including your favorite games of 2021, my favorite games of 2021, and something special. guys welcome to the final episode of xbox on for the year 2021 we made it episode 134 and i've been teasing for the past couple weeks you know leave your top five favorite games of the year i got a little surprise for you got all this stuff cooking up you guys think oh jesse's resting on his laurels he's just sitting here every day saying okay new news stories copy paste into the show notes next podcast rinse repeat no i'm not i'm not lazy like that you assholes i'm out here coming up with new ideas all the time i'm like the fucking taco bell uh corporate chefs i've always got something new in the oven and just when you think that i've run out of ideas boom i come out with the naked chicken chalupa supreme so i like to think of this week's episode as the naked chicken chalupa supreme of xbox podcasting and what do i mean by that well i got something special for you you guys have been asking me for a year, Jesse, have you ever considered having a co-host? Have you ever considered having someone else on your show? You ever thought about maybe having Dave Rubin on your show? And I thought, why the fuck would I have Dave Rubin on my show, you fucking idiots? But here we go. I went out and I got him for you anyway. No, just kidding. But I did get a host, a co-host for you for this for this week's episode. So things are going to be very different. We're not going to do news because there's really absolutely no news whatsoever. We'll get back to that next week when we get to our regular run of show. Uh, we're not going to go into the regular kind of format you're used to. Instead, we're just going to go over comments. We're going to celebrate the year 2021 in gaming. And we're going to talk about our favorite games we played on Xbox this year. So we got a lot of really fun shit to get to. Let me introduce to you, though, this special host. He comes from very far away land. I know him because we came out of literally the same exact woman. You might know him as Cronky. It is my brother, Josiah. Uh, thank you for being – welcome, Josiah. Play play the audience clapping. <laughs> hey, Xbox. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I thought, you know, oh, who am I going to – originally my idea was I was going to be like, okay, I think a really cute thing to do for the last episode of the year since there's not a lot happening with the news. It gives us an excuse to kind of – freeform do something different with the show i thought what if i open it up to the audience and i say hey guys if you want to be on the show reach out to me just let me know and i'll pick someone and i was like that's a bad idea because what if absolutely no one reaches out and says i want to be on the show and so i was like <laughs> I, I better hand pick someone instead and then i was like well you know what not to get mushy but i was like i'll pick my brother because you know it's you know a few years ago when i started this podcast it's not very like you know it's, it's kind of embarrassing to admit to people in your life Oh, yeah, I do a podcast about Xbox. Trust me, it's the most cringy thing in the world when someone, especially like when a friend or someone tries to introduce you to someone else by being like, this is my friend, Jesse. He does an Xbox podcast on YouTube and a Twitch thing. He's live on like video games and talks about the news. And they always like just butcher your existence in an introduction like that. So anyway, it's it's not something I've ever been, you know, particularly excited about sharing with the world. But you've always been very supportive since the beginning. And I have always appreciated that, you know. They yeah, I've been a lot more supportive, honestly, since they banned my other account, Lethal Migraine. 
Yeah, uh, what, I've been a lot more supportive. Whatever. <laughs> Some pe- someone's gonna fucking think you're really lethal migraine. Whatever happened to that guy? That'd be funny, actually. Twenty twenty one is the year we lost lethal migraine. Moment of silence. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate. I I, I genuinely appreciate the support. It, it is of course. the thing I've learned doing Xbox on is it is so hard to properly convey to an audience. This is something you realize this when you watch other YouTubers you like, other podcasts you like, even when you see like actors in interviews, not to say I'm even remotely on that kind of level, but you you quickly learn the second people start listening how incredibly hard it is to genuinely convey how grateful you are that people support you. So like every time I want to say thank you to you or the audience or someone, I feel so fake, just like I'm phoning it in, but I, I genuinely mean it. Thank you all so much for listening to the show because I mean, I've been doing this for almost three years and I would be, really really depressed at this point if i was like yeah i do an xbox podcast no one listens except my mom who told me to get a sponsorship for baby wipes last week that, that literally <laughs> Wait, happened really? anyway that's funny <laughs> she yes mom accidentally mom actually Dude commented wipes. in with that okay so what we're gonna do this week is we're gonna go through comments as we would normally through the show but we don't have a lot of comments because most of your comments were about game of the year picks and so we're just going to go through the regular comments we do have, what what little we do have. And then we're going to, after that, jump into the main segment, which is um, our game of the year discussion. So we've got a bunch of you wrote in. Thank you for writing in, by the way. And so we'll go over your picks of, of for game of the year. Then Josiah will go over your picks for game of the year. And then we'll finish up with mine because, of course, I saved myself for last because I'm absolutely obsessed with myself. And then uh, I got one little surprise at the end after that. So. I think that'll be a fun thing to do. So no, no, what I've been eating, no, what I've been playing, no news, no yelling about the CCP, just a regular comments and bullshitting around. So if you don't mind, I'll jump into the comments right now. All right, this is this is happenstance. I didn't plan for this to happen, but Josiah, you're actually our first commenter of the week. And it's a little weird to have your comment here, but I'm going to read it anyway, because I think this is pertinent to the audience. I think everyone should be aware and everyone should jump in on this. So you said Halo, Spider-Man, Sonic the Hedgehog. You have to fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. <laughs> okay, I swear to God, I did not read this. I, I, or I did not. I did not think about this before before I'm answering. So this is actually painfully hard because here's the thing. A knee jerk response. I want to say I want to say marry Sonic. But then that would mean I'm a furry. <laughs> so that immediately puts me in a, in a spot, you know? So you got to so, kill Sonic then. It's the only way. Uh, I think I'm going to kill Spider-Man. I think I'm going to kill Spider-Man. It's like killing your childhood, though. Because I don't want... Okay, I don't want to be Master Chief. I want to know... I want to be friends with Master Chief. I don't want to be Master Chief. That sucks. He got abducted at a young age. Uh, his parents think he's dead. He got tested on. He became a super soldier and he has to go face to face with disgusting, creepy aliens. Like who wants to be that guy? He was stuck in space for four years. I don't want to be master chief. Spider-Man someone I want to be like, I don't, I don't have a close relationship with my uncle. If I, if I got to kill my uncle <laughs> oh my to become a Spider-Man, like I'm willing to do that. So, you know, they say, don't marry someone who's just like you. I don't want to marry Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I definitely don't want to fuck you. Because Tobey Maguire is just not that handsome, so I think Spider-Man's the one I'm going to kill. Oh no! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. is it like is it like Darth Maguire <laughs> that you're going to kill, or whatever they call him? <laughs> uh, it's Bully Maguire. Oh yeah, whatever. I'm going to 
Star I'm gonna kill Spider Man. I'm <laughs> no, okay. I I want to say marry Master Chief, fuck Sonic, but I don't want to have sex with a hedgehog. So I I think I'm gonna marry Sonic just because you don't ne- you don't technically have to sleep with someone you're married to. So. Oh my god! I guess I'm butt fucking a space marine. <laughs> Crocky, do you have an answer to your own? Do you have an answer to your own question? I don't really have as strong a connection to Sonic or Spider-Man as you do, but I, I suppose I would kill Sonic and uh, okay, uh, fuck Spider-Man and marry the Master Chief. Okay, but th- okay, but think about it like this. Think about it like this. Whichever one of these guys you marry, you're now a part of their world. Whatever shit they have to deal with, you got to deal with that. So think about that for a minute. Think about how high the stakes are in the Halo universe. You want to be in that shit? So I I actually did think about that just a little bit as I was answering that. I was thinking Master Chief is like emotionally kind of messed up, right? Yeah. So if you married him, he actually wouldn't be all that clingy. He'd probably just like go away and never talk to you ever, right? He'd be a wife beater maybe but the Chief's thing is you would never have to deal with him really you could almost pretend that you weren't married to him meanwhile spider-man if you were married to spider-man villains always go after the significant other i don't right. want to be like that gwen stacy oh, chick like i don't want to be yeah. like her she got so, her neck snapped i don't exactly do something with like she was like attached to a web falling down and then she just kind of like yeah. tapped the ground or something in that Andrew garfield movie. murdered her yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I, don't, I don't. That's a that's a very good point. But that 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 leads even more credibility to what I was saying, because Sonic <laughs> is like he's a cartoon. So at the end of the day, no one ever dies. No one ever gets hurt. Good guys win. Bad guys lose. And best friends are made like that's the thing about Sonic is like if I marry Sonic, you know, people might point and laugh and call me a furry. But at least I don't have to worry about everyone around me dying all the time. Yeah, but. I mean, Sonic's also like a star in decline. Because when was the last time Sonic had a hit? You know, what are like, you ta- you marry Sonic- Sonic's literally on the up and up right now. No, His no, he's like huge. washed up. Sonic's His movie was huge. Up. His mu- movie's huge because they did the brilliant marketing of making him look like a nightmare, and then they fixed it. So everyone got their <laughs> eyes on it, and then they like fixed it. It was. Uh, I, I swear that was a marketing ploy. It was a brilliant. Yeah, one. but oh, whatever. Anyway, that I want everyone to write in. In fact, you're not welcome on this show until you write in with your take. Uh, I, I want to know how many of you guys are fucking a hedgehog. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Now, la- last week, actually, I think you were the one who didn't do- introduce the uh, donut conversation, but a couple people wrote in about it, uh, but also oysters, apparently, because I fucked up and put this comment in here, too. EA's King wrote in, said, oh, yeah, since we're talking about donuts, I'm going to ask you, what are your favorite kind of oysters? Me, <laughs> me, I'm like a lucky lime kind. They're salty and refreshing. My favorite way of eating them is just to eat them raw, but I can't go for cooked Parmesan cheese topped. Or I can go for cooked Parmesan cheese topped. I'll be honest with you, E.S. King. Let me ask, Cronky, I, I assume you've never had oysters. I've have have never you? had oysters. That I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to trying them, but I've never had them. I I've had oysters. Usually I've, I've, I've had cooked oysters, but most times I've had them, they're raw. And I gotta be honest. I, I think it's me. I'm missing something, but I find oysters to be slightly overrated. It's like, they're kind of slimy. It's a textured thing for me where it kind of throws me off, but like, it's one of those things where it's like the flavor is whatever you season it to be like. So usually it's like, it's like lemon or, or grassy or whatever, but it's like, there's not much to it. I don't know. It's, 
I, I'm not big into oysters. My girlfriend loves them, but I, I usually they're expensive and they're just not my thing. But EA's king. I'm glad that for whatever reason, conversation about fried bread made you made your brain go. Oh, yeah, I, I better tell Jesse what kind of oysters I like to eat. But no, I'm, I'm genuinely glad you brought that up, because if there are other oyster defenders out there, now's your time. Speak up. Defend EA's king. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me Cronky's un- uncultured needs to go eat an oyster. I don't know. Speaking of EA's king, he also writes in and says, Ayo, just kidding. Talk uh, d- talk. I have Krispy Kreme close to my high school, but I didn't go there uh, to try it someday. For now, I'm going to stick to Tim Hortons. Their donuts and food are great. Now, EA's king, for those who aren't familiar, is a Canadian dweller or Canada dweller, dwells in Canada. And Tim Hortons, of course, very famous chain similar to like a Dunkin' Donuts in Canada, although I think they do have them like New York and other parts of the U.S. I just knew one of you Canadians was going to write in about Tim Hortons if I mentioned if I mentioned Dunkin' Donuts, and here we are. I've never Tim. had Tim Hortons, so I can't speak to it. But uh, Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I'm always down to try donuts, but I don't know yeah, but when they're I'm going to get a chance. But they're Canadian. It's like you bite oh into it, it might look good on the outside. Oh, it's a pretty donut, but you bite in and da- bam, there's a maple leaf in there or some shit. Actually, that's awesome idea. Maple syrup filled donuts. That mm-hmm. actually sounds well, good. Yeah, well, there's like there's like maple frosting. Except like, like real maple syrup or quote unquote real maple syrup. Actually, not all that good. You no. really need like one of it those. It has almost uh, like an alcohol taste, like a fermented alcohol taste. Yeah, you, you really you need the like garbage stuff. ones. Yeah. yeah, the super high fructose corn syrup process. I'm, I'm talking like full-fledged somewhat racist on jemima's maple syrup whatever it is that- yeah oh miss buttersworth there you go we can yeah, do miss buttersworth, miss buttersworth. that stuff's she, awesome she too. sounds british that's okay uh, <laughs> all right o- <laughs> og man says also shipley's donuts is the best donut chain to exist and you're wrong about Krispy cream og man do me a favor come close closer shut the fuck up wait i'm i'm I, sorry i'm stalling for time i'm on google right now Looking up Shipley's Donuts. Oh, there's multiple locations. And they are... Oh, there's multiple locations in Florida. We got one in Sarasota. So I could I could go to one if I'm willing to drive an hour and a half away. These look good. These look like good donuts. Someone posted a picture of a hot dog here on Google instead of a donut. Yeah, these look fine. They, they look worth trying. Someone also commented in about a donut place in like New Mexico or Nevada or something like that. And I don't know where that comment went. So if you're that person, I'm so sorry. Honestly, though, looking online, Shipley's Donuts logo is fantastic. They have like an awesome logo. What does it look like? It's like, I don't know, when you Google oh. or when you Bing them, it what, shows a pretty awesome logo. That looks like fucking clip art. What are you talking about? No, it looks like uh, it looks like Pizza Planet, dude. Like that kind what? of font, that kind of style. Are we looking at the same place? Because the one I'm looking at absolutely looks like, yeah. We might be looking at two different ones. I'm looking at, like, I think it's, like, showing an embroidered one on Etsy. Oh, no. No, not Etsy donuts. (laughs) So, that's it for the donut talk. Real quick, we got two more comments to get out of the way before we jump into the meat of the show. Mr. Miggy writes in about Raid Shadow Legends and says, Jesse, you cannot neglect walking your kitty because she can get fat and knocked over anything in sight that cats will try to knock down. That was the best, most honest Raid Shadow Legends spot I've ever heard. I may have got, I may go download it now. <laughs> and I'm jealous you had a cool church campus growing up. It probably would have made me want to go to church instead of dread it. Mr. Miggy, 
I can confirm that going to an awesome church that had Xbox and beanbag chairs and DDR and rock guitars and donuts still made me dread going to church. One of my best friends growing up went to that church with me and I still dreaded going to church. And I, I love seeing friends. So that just, I just want to let you know, no amount of, of halo donuts and best friends can make you want to go listen to some, some dude with a goatee or goatee and a Bible talk about why Jesus is rad. So don't worry, Mr. Miggy, you didn't miss out, but absolutely make sure you download raid shadow legends, try the free trial and don't forget to use the code Xbox on for 10% off your first loot crate or whatever the fuck Raid Shadow Legends does to make money. Uh, I bet it's one of those games where you have like daily energy amounts and yeah. like every time you play it uses energy and you have to like buy to refill it. Uh, I bet it's one of those kind of garbage ones. I-, I bet if you add up all the minutes of Raid Shadow Legends um, uh, sponsorships and YouTube videos that I've been subjected to over the years, I've probably seen about, I don't know, I've probably seen about a director's cut trilogy of Lord of the Rings movie length, like that much time's worth of Raid Shadow Legends ads, if that makes sense. And I still don't fucking know what the game is or what it looks like. I'm so confused because I always <laughs> thought it was like you make your little group of people and it's like an AFK thing where they fight bosses. But apparently the latest ad is something about like a guy wins like a championship. How do yeah. you win a championship at that? This so there's got to be like an actual game. Sometimes, maybe? I don't know. but sometimes depending on the ad, it's a different game. It's still called Raid Shadow Legends, but it's a different <laughs> game. Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's a top down RTS or something like that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's like a 3D, uh, like turn based role playing game. And sometimes it's I like I just don't understand every time I see it. I'm like, this is a different game, but it's still called Raid Shadow Legends. I don't- yeah, I, I refuse to click on it to find out. Yeah, I, I don't want to support it to that extent. So you- I'll, I'll never know. You will absolutely be monitored on your phone for the rest of forever if you click on that game. <laughs> All right. Uh, our final comment comes from Headhunting Halo, who says, Jesse, I finally beaten Halo Infinite, so now I have two episodes to listen to. OMG, those hunters on Legendary towards the end are insane. Halo 2 was definitely the hardest on Legendary, but Infinite was right behind it. As far as story goes, the second best story, and Halo 3 was on top for me. Oh, amazing story, and I'm level 93 on the Battle Pass. I'm almost there. Hope you have a great Christmas, asshole. Love you. Mwahaha. Well, Merry Christmas, Headhunting Halo, and I am glad you enjoyed Halo Infinite. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say that uh, Halo 3 is better than Halo Infinite from a story uh, perspective. So, you, so you're right there. But I don't know. What do you, you think? Kronky, you beat Halo Infinite on Legendary. Do you have anything to add to that? I think I did not beat it on Legendary. I beat it on Heroic. But from oh, my experiences on kidding. Heroic, I thought it was one of the easier Halo games in the series. I still think two was probably the hardest. The I, whole I think I agree with you. The point of this podcast was to get someone who's played Halo Infinite and Legendary. Get the fuck off my. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, did I say heroic? <laughs> what uh, I did was heroic. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for all of our comments, shout outs, whatnot this week. I told you guys it's a short one. I didn't even do the whole like how you comment thing. I'm fucking idiot. It's so we're so out of sync. We're so out of whack. And I also forgot to mention, and I'm not even trying to be, be funny here. I really meant to mention this at the top of the show. Guys, John Madden died. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds so fucked up, but I I I want <laughs> I wanted to say for real. Shout out to John Madden because even though I personally am not a football fan, I I just don't know anything about the sport. I've never followed it. Uh, John Madden is undoubtedly a legendary name in the game space, whether you like football or not. He's just, you know, like John, John Madden's name 
has just as much weight in gaming to me as Call of Duty. It's just one of those things. It's like Madden NFL games are fucking huge. It's a huge part of gaming culture. And so obviously John Madden known for a lot more than that. He was a coach. He was a commentator. 85 years old, man. That guy, pretty decent run. But uh, I, I don't know. That's sad. You know, as someone I, I can at least respect, you know, that that guy and his contributions to the game space, even if it was just licensing his name. You know, it's I mean, it's 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 a thing. It's a notable thing for gamers. Shut the fuck up. So John Madden is dead. May he rest in peace. And I know a lot of you out there are football fans. So my condolences. I know many of you are probably not thrilled to hear that. But that's going to do for all of our comments this week. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> next week, don't be shy. Reply. Go on over to YouTube.com slash Xbox or no, at YouTube.com slash C slash Xbox on. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell. I don't think there's a bell option because I don't have enough subscribers for YouTube to think I, I need a bell. Uh, but subscribe. Listen to every episode. Please, God damn it. I ask you guys every week, please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. And you know what happened this week? I lost a subscriber. Unacceptable. <laughs> If you don't want to end up like John Madden, you'll subscribe. All right. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, my bad. That was me. That yeah, that's yeah, that's that's just maybe inappropriate. All right, we're gonna skip to what I've been eating, what I've been playing, because this is a different kind of week. We're just gonna go right into the game of the year shit, guys. So, insert the little notification pop sound. All right, so. I asked you guys for the past few weeks, please write in with your top five favorite games of the year. They don't necessarily have to be games that came out in 2021. Hell, they don't even have to be Xbox games. But of course, you guys being the sweet little lovers that you are, mostly stuck to Xbox, mostly stuck to 2021. And so we have a lot of modern, contemporary, uh, current in the conversation type games to go over here. And with uh, and, for, and for that, I, I'll tell you, we're just going to basically go down the list um, and I'm, I put these in order of most recent comment to oldest comment, but we're just going to kind of go over your comments, go over your lists and just a little bit, you know, like a little minute talking over each one, maybe criticize you a little bit, maybe pat you on the back. If you picked all the right games for your list, maybe uh, challenge you a little bit. If you put something like grab by the ghoulies on your list, but uh, we're, we're going to start with this. And then I've got, I got somewhere this is going. It's culminating to something at the end. So bear with me, Cronky. Do you see you see the notes on your screen? I do. I do see the top five played games of 2021. So you know who we're going to go talk about first, huh? Yes. Acting, Acting Basher. Basher. Legitimately oh, just... That was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> this is my podcast. You shut the hell up. <laughs> Acting <laughs> Basher literally wrote in like five minutes before we recorded. So perfect timing. Glad we could fit this one in here. Acting Basher, thank you for writing in. You said, uh, first time commenting on here, I tend to engage over Twitter and your streams from time to time. Oh, acting basher, you mean you you attend my Twitch streams at twitch.tv slash lightning extreme every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you so much, acting basher. Thank you for plugging. Uh, okay, I engage over your Twitter and your streams from time to time, but hopefully I did not miss the chance to get my top five lists in the podcast this week. Probably going to cheat a bit, but here goes. You said, okay, so I'm going to read them. You you listed them one to five. I'm going to I'm gonna go five to one because that's how I'm I think it's the opposite, though. I think he was trying to uh, make – I think he was writing it the other way. I, I mean, of course, I have no idea what his preferences are, but I would assume from what I'm reading, it would be the other way. But who knows? I, I think I think you're right, actually. Okay, so then we'll, we'll write them in the order you wrote them. So you said, one, the first three Life is Strange games, two, A Plague Tale – Three, Grounded. 
four, Psychonauts one and two, cheater, and five, either Halo Infinite or Forza five. Of course, you mean Forza Horizon five there. I I, I get that. Just so no one's confused. Uh, You also said my favorite podcast by far. I cannot wait for this next year. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Acting Basher. I genuinely appreciate your support so much. I I see you there all the time in the streams. Always a pleasure to have you, man. Kronky, any opinions, any initial thoughts on Acting Basher's list? Okay. I'm really happy to hear him, him say the first three Life is Strange games because my only exposures to uh, to those has been you talking about them. And I know you love the first and Captain Marvelous or whatever it's called, but I've never heard you really say anything overly positive about the others. And so I'm, I'm kind of excited to hear that somebody else does like them because one day yeah. I'm going to sit down and finally just plow through them all. Because yeah, that's, of I, course, how that I kind of game is played. I hate Life is Strange 2. I hate the sequel. <laughs> really oh god but i but i also adore the first one the first one is like it it's it's night and day how much i love the first one i hate the second one but i'm in the minority on that people seem to overwhelmingly like the second one so you you're more you're you're probably more inclined to like it since it seems most people do enjoy it yeah and then plague tale has been on my backlog for since like the day it came out so i i have nothing really to add to that one yeah, and then i'm sure we're going to talk about some of these other ones a little bit more yeah I, I haven't played life is strange you said the first three i assume you're talking about true colors for the third one i haven't played that yet but i absolutely want to get around to it life is strange is a good pick you know if you played through all those this year you had a good time i'm sure now i don't know if you're i assume you're just talking about one two and true colors but i, I gotta urge you acting basher especially if you enjoyed the first life is strange don't sleep on uh, Before the Storm, which is the spinoff game that Deck Nine did while Don't Nod was working on Life is Strange 2, because I, I would wager that I would say that Life is Strange Before the Storm is just as good as the first one and, and even better than some of the some of the later entries, including uh, that Xbox exclusive they did last year. Tell me why, which is technically not a Life is Strange game, but. It's a Life is Strange game. Yeah, Plague Tale, same here. It's in my backlog, so I can't speak to that. Grounded, I tried it. It's not my thing, but I know a lot of people are loving it, and I'm really glad to see that, one, people are loving it, and two, Obsidian is having success with their kind of side project, uh, smaller service-type game, if you will. I feel like that game constantly gets lost in the shuffle. Like It has a dedicated player base, but outside of that player base, no one's ever talking about it. So uh, anyway, Psychonauts 1 and 2, we will definitely get into more of that because I, I got some things to say about it, too. Excellent choice. And then either Halo Infinite or Forza 5. Such a cop-out acting badger. That, that is definitely a cheat because that's not like out. Psychonauts 1 and 2. I kind of get that. But Halo Infinite and Forza 5 are nothing alike. So that's a cheat. Yeah. Now, and unless they add a mod to Halo Infinite where you can play as Forza 5 car. <laughs> I was kind of thinking the opposite, but okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I like my version better. Well, because you can, you can drive a Warthog in Forza Horizon 5. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Forza is just, it's not <laughs> you for me. It's like you're saying you can't grounded. play as a car in Halo Infinite. You can drive a car. I, I want to be in a forerunner structure as a, a Porsche 911. Oh my God. Deploying the weapon into terminals. Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think driving in Halo feels a lot better than in Forza, but that's oh, a hot take. Oh, that's a bad take. Well, I mean, they're not comparable because one. They, yeah, they are because one's a video game and the other one's like driving in real life. Yeah, except not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me being so open-minded, shutting down my guest. Man, <laughs> I gotta have more people on. <laughs> EA's King wrote in with his top five games of the year and says, yo, Jesse, I'm gonna put my top five games here. I'm gonna read these from five to one because I'm fairly certain this is the yeah, right Yeah, probably. All right, five, Pavlov Shack VR. 
I only know what that is because I'm really into VR right now, but I don't know if a lot of other people do. Pavlov is basically like Counter-Strike for VR, and it's a ton of fun. Uh, number four, Gun Raiders. That is another Counter-Strike for VR type game. Also very, very fun. Uh, number three, Halo the Master Chief Collection. At my work, MCC doesn't mean Master Chief Collection. We use MCC to mean major credit card at my work. So every time I see someone write Halo MCC, I have like a little war flashback from being at my day job. I'm like, major credit card. Oh my gosh. Uh, Two, Destiny 2, and one, Halo In. The fact that Bungie has influence over your top three games means that uh, you have good taste in games. Uh, I just want to kind of chime in for a second and just say, hey guys. He just gave us a hint. We know that he works for a company that in some way involves payments with credit cards. We are getting closer to figuring out what this guy does. For yeah. a, a, bi- a business that offers a product or a service in exchange for money. Good luck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, well, I don't know anything about Gun Raider or Pavlov Shack, you but I know I don't like Gun Destiny. Raider. They're both and... free to play. You need to download them both. They're very good. <sighs> yeah, I know. I don't know. Destiny's fine. It's just not for me. I think maybe if I had a friend to play it with, but I, I don't, and it's just not really my thing. Halo's always fun. I, I don't have too much negative to say about that until later. Hint, hint. Cronky. No. Whoa, 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 his honorable mention, though. I didn't see that. Bloons Tower Defense? Yeah. Isn't that an Xbox 360 game? I don't know, but I don't know what Battles like, is. Isn't ooh, that an Xbox Live Arcade game? Ooh, is Battles different from normal? Because Bloons Tower Defense is awesome. I'm pretty sure that's an X- XBLA game. I think we all love that. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's King, a fun game. Solid choices. The, the, this is a solid list, especially as an FPS fan myself. These are five games I enjoy quite a bit. Destiny 2, I barely played this year, but goddamn, do I love my Destiny. Uh, EA's King, I got to be honest, I'm a little surprised he didn't put Fortnite on this list. All right, and, and, and to everyone, please, please, if you have access to VR, play Pavlov and play Gun Raider. The coolest thing about Gun Raider is you can, it's like Counter-Strike, but you can also scale walls and shit and climb them like Spider-Man. So like, and sometimes you get like an actual sense of height when you're playing that game. So like sometimes I'll enter a room, like it's like an arena shooter kind of room, but then I'll just go up to the wall and start climbing up the fucking wall in VR. And then I'll just like have one of my hands holding onto the wall and my other hand holding a pistol out, just like shooting from top down. And I'm just like, this is like Spider-Man counter-strike and it's fucking awesome. Gun Raiders is such a good game and it's free to play. Okay. Redo Vandal. Uh, I mean, also I'll say you have Halo at the top of your list. So did Acting Basher. I assume we're going to see a lot of Halo at the top of people's list for obvious reason. But Redo Vandal wrote in next and says, Cracks me up when Jesse's the only one who leaves a bad comment on himself. Each episode segment gives me more outlandish. It gets more outlandish. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everyone. Or Merry Chrysler, everyone. Merry Chrysler to you too, Redo. Uh, you said your top five favorite games of the year. Psychonauts 2, Halo Infinite, Battlefield 2042, you say, hesitated to put that one in the list overall, but the game is, sorry, decent game overall, can't put, oddly can't put it down. Fucking butchered that. Uh, The Eternal Cylinder, real short game, but really happy, really cool, trippy, um, Spores Story, that's cute and gross, Phasmophobia, Steam game, it's PC, but really cool concept. Okay, Psychonauts 2, Halo Infinite, Battlefield 2042, I know what those are. 
Eternal Cylinder, Phasmophobia, and Spore Story. I never heard of either of the, any of those three games. Phasmophobia is like a uh, it's like a multiplayer game where you're like uh, you know like ghost hunting TV shows where you like go into a house. You have to find out like what the type of ghost is by using like your different things and working together. It's actually really cool um, because you have to like be careful because oh what if we find out it's a dangerous ghost it might start murdering us or something. It's actually like a really cool game. The other two I have not heard of. Uh, I'm looking up Eternal like, Cylinder right like, now, and it looks gorgeous. Is it? Wait, is Phasmophobia it like puzzle solving Luigi's Mansion? It's a lot. Phasmophobia is a game that should only be VR, but it <clears throat> it is playable outside VR. But it's like it is a game where you are like you are a ghost hunter going into a house where you know there is some kind of spirit that could be dangerous, and it's it's scary, but it's nothing like Luigi's Mansion. It's oh. actually scary. It would be like a four v one game, except there's no one. It's just the game itself. Eternal Cylinder reminds me of that game Spore from like 2006 or seven. That yeah. PC game. I know what you mean. The one where you like create your own little alien or yeah. something. This is cool. Spores. I I dig this list because it's got a lot. Of, it has a lot of like really unique choices along with some like really obvious bangers. So it's, it covers a good landscape of games we know that are obviously really excellent this year, along with some really nice uh, lesser known games. So thank you for highlighting some probably really good games that Otherwise, don't get a lot of attention, especially not from me, especially not from me, Mr. I play Call of Duty exclusively and give no spotlight to small indie games because fuck independent developers. If your CEO ain't threatening to murder his assistant, I don't want nothing to do with your game. Okay. If your company's not under investigation <laughs> for the state of California, get out of here now. Uh, do you have anything else to say to Redo Vandal's uh, top list? Well, I appreciate the love for Phasmophobia because... Uh, too often on this show, we only talk about the battlefield and Halo and stuff. So yeah. I approve. Um, and I, Eternal Cylinder is really cool looking, and I would really like to look at that. Yeah, I I acknowledge one of my insecurities doing this show is that I'm a very FPS centric gamer. That just so happens to align with Xbox, since Xbox is a very FPS centric console. But I know that leaves a lot of uh, weakness in my knowledge my gaming repertoire so i i always welcome when you guys have games like that to talk about because it helps us get to shine light on a lot of kinds of games i would otherwise not be aware of so i think that's cool og man man is next in line he says top five games this year i assume this is also no particular order but i'm going to read from bottom to top because i'm going to assume the top is where where your number one's at replaying halo reach also, greatest story ever told. I don't know about greatest story ever told, but greatest ending in a video game. It's definitely top three. It's Halo Reach is definitely top three endings in a video game. And if you want to fight me on that, I will I will uh, kidnap your firstborn and ship him off to a Tim Hortons to be processed into maple donuts. You also said number four, Psychonauts. Three is the Mass Effect trilogy. Still need to finish Mass Effect three. Two is Vanguard multiplayer for the first month or so. It was awesome. And your number one is Halo Infinite. No surprise there. Kronky, what do you think about this list? I think um, Halo, just real quick, Mass Effect, again, backlog. Call of Duty Vanguard, I've had some fun with it. I kind of feel like I'm already done with the game, though. Uh, Champion Hill was definitely the shining point. I'm not going to talk about Halo Infinite yet because... I'm going to talk about it later. Spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. Psychonauts. I'm assuming you mean one because you didn't say two. That's just one of the greatest games ever made. 
probably my favorite 3D platformer. You haven't I played Psychonauts 2, right? I started it, but I don't know. I think it was just a bad time. I didn't really get into it, unfortunately. I, I'm curious what back. you think of that game compared to the first one. I need to I need to play more of it. I can't weigh in. Yeah. Halo Reach being the greatest story ever told. I disagree. I I disagree that's the greatest story ever told. Disagree it's top three game endings. Oh my uh, god, it's absolutely best no, top three game no, endings. No, 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 no. I was thinking my response All to right, that. Kronk, Metal Gear to... Solid 2 because you can go and watch an actual movie at the movie theater, come home with the ending still not over. That's the well, best ending because it gives you a lot of free time to just do whatever you want while you wait for the game to end. That's no. true. MGS2 has been in my backlog for about 20 years now. It's so but... fun. I, 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 and I have a, I have a hunch it's going to be my favorite MGS. I've only ever it's beaten my the first one. I've only beaten the first one, but I have a hunch this is going to be my favorite. I, I own it on Xbox. I'm just waiting to finally play it. But I know what you're talking about because I've, our older brother who plays Metal Gear Solid because he is secretly a weeb has played that game many, many times. And it feels like every time growing up when I would like walk by and see him playing that game, he wasn't holding the controller. He was just watching the cutscenes because it's 99% movie. It's so, so true. <laughs> that game is still so good, though. I promise. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe it. I, I definitely want to play it someday. We're not talking about MGS. We're talking about Halo Reach is definitely top three video game endings. I don't I don't understand how you don't think that's like the most powerful moment I can think of in a game. Why? Spoil it for me. What happens? Master Chief takes off his pants and says, you want to see my face, but my eyes are down here. <laughs> <laughs> and the rookie has to, i'm kidding oh my god okay <laughs> I, dude halo reach's ending is so masterfully done that that is one of those like rare moments in a video game where it's like mind fuck you're like oh i didn't realize you could use video games to be so goddamn cool like i didn't that's one of those things okay. where it's like you were absolutely utilizing the strength of, of video games to service storytelling to the highest level Okay, so you're right about that. It does deserve credit for that because a lot of people that are playing Halo are very, very casual gamers who are playing Call of Duty and FIFA or Madden or whatever, and those are their only games of the year. So, yeah, Halo, doing that with storytelling does kind of expand your average person to seeing that video games can be more. Opens the door for definitely for The Last of Us to take over. I agree. The Last of Us has an amazing ending, but I think I like Halo Reach's better. Oh, no way. I'm going to defend you on this. OG Man. OG Man's next comment says, my favorite game of all time, however, is The Last of Us. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so funny. Uh, Also, shout out to Vanguard because I I didn't put that in my list, but I feel like I kind of should. I have poured so much time into Vanguard since it came out. And I'm still itching to get back and play more of it because I think the multiplayer is just that surprisingly great. But um, I actually wait. No, I think I did put Vanguard in my honorable mentions. So never mind. We'll talk about that later. Fuck off. I was about to say, like, I, I, I just started cheating because okay. now I'm curious. And yeah, n- never mind. Vanguard's not getting love. Yeah, ne- never mind. I, we'll talk about Vanguard later. Obviously, we're not like Kronky said, we're not talking about Halo Infinite right now because we both have a lot to say about Halo Infinite once we get to our games of the year. So obvious reason there but og man thank you for writing in solid list very well-rounded list i think this is a good encapsulation of some of the best shit xbox has to offer certainly at least franchise wise way of the Lau writes in next and uh way of the Lau broke he, he's bucking the trend a little bit because way of the Lau decided uh top five games of the year fuck you you'll get three you'll take what you get and you'll be grateful for it and he's right <laughs> i am grateful for it he says yo Best wishes to you and your family. My number one video game of the year was Guardians of the Galaxy. Tobey Maguire is the devil. My number two game of the year <laughs> is Halo Infinite. 
third and final game is Halo Master Chief Collection. Keep punching out those videos, my good man. Well, Whoa, hang all... on, hang on, hang on. Oh. You know when you were in school, like way back in the day, and you'd like read the passage and be like, pick out the sentence that doesn't belong. <laughs> you read that. <laughs> Toby Maguire is the devil. That is the sentence that doesn't belong. Because it, yeah. Yes, and I think about that same thing too, but my favorite comments on Xbox on are ones like this where like like way of the Lauer usually like head hunting halo where it's just like like coherency 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 left turn and then back on track I love that shit I love that so much hey Jesse what's up just wanted to write and let you know a funny story I have with Call of Duty did you know that after the latest update and the taco was amazing and the zombie mode is broken now. Multiplayer is still good, but I don't like the new skins. My girlfriend bought me a shirt two sizes too small. By the way, keep petting that kitty. Have a great day. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Those are my favorite comments for Xbox on. Those are really hard to follow. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> wait, low. I'm, we're not even making fun of you. I genuinely love that. Uh, Toby Maguire is not the devil. Toby Maguire is a goddamn angel from above uh guardians of the galaxy i'm surprised more people didn't put this on their list because it seems like once people finally got around once word caught on that the game is actually pretty good people started really giving it a try and really coming around to it so i spoiler alert you're the only person who put guardians of the galaxy on their list but (coughs) i'm working through it right now i think it's a very fun time i i'm surprised more people aren't talking about it uh on this very specific niche uh sample population of people who play xbox and have five favorite games of the year so there's that your number two game is halo infinite which we said we'll talk about later and master chief collection was your final game of the year a lot of you guys are doing the the double dipping on halo you're doing some master chief collection along with some infinite that's fine that's all well and good you can do that i said you know pick the games you enjoyed the most this year so that's a valid way to go about it but where's the love for halo 5 you dirty bastards Kronky, do you have anything else to add here? I haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy. I really don't want to. I know people keep saying it's surprisingly good. I don't think that's enough to convince me on this one. I think they did too good of a job making me think it looks terrible. Um, But Halo Master Chief Collection, I mean, always amazing because every game in the Master Chief Collection is amazing. Um, I really wish Halo 5 was in it, though, because that would keep that game alive for a really nice long time, which is... Far more important at this point than anything else, I think. And I also think you should keep punching out those videos. Yeah, I'm work. I'm working on a new one right now. I already have. Oh, a, actually, it's ha- kelp. Kelp punching out. Well, you know what he means. I I already have a I already have a new video recorded in the can. Um, but the editing is the part that takes the longest. So I I you know no promises, but my my uh, goal is to have a new video out for you guys this Sunday evening. So be on the lookout for a new video. I am working on it actively. I'm very excited about this one. This is one of those videos that's like 100% dependent on the editing. So the concept is very fun. I just don't know if I'll be able to edit it to make it as fun as it is in my head. But thank you for the support. Thank you for writing in. And, and I must say, Way of the Lao, since you only wrote three games when I told you five, I think you've left spots four and five open for me. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you're... Kronky, pick a game. I really feel like he's a big fan of farming simulator uh, right ratchet and clank rift apart okay ratchet and clank rift apart and farming simulator 2020 not even 2021 you like last year's version better i'm more of a 2017 purist (laughs) so did you actually fun fact about those games this is really interesting apparently the the developer of that game what they do is every year 
um they they make the it's like madden or fifa where there's a new version every year but every year it comes out to different platforms so that like you're not getting the same game every fucking year so if you're an xbox player maybe you get 2018 and 2020 and 20 you know whatever but then switch gets 2019 and ps4 gets 2021 or whatever and that way kind of like when it hits your platform again enough time has passed that there's a substantial amount of change to the game it's a very weird thing they do but they they do do this and the game sells very well every year that's honestly really strange i want to look at the schedule because it makes me wonder do they have like publishing deals where like oh sony exclusively gets it first or something or is it just the way they do it to keep the game fresh yeah i i don't know and it it sounds weird to do it that way too right because it's like how do you choose to do playstation one year which has an install base of well over 100 million users and then choose xbox the next year which has literally like half if not more than half or less than half the amount of users as playstation it's so i there's probably more science to it than that it's probably like always on pc or like nintendo and xbox one year and then just playstation one year but it it works something like that which i think is crazy yeah and switch we know just gets whichever ones can physically run on a switch so (laughs) or gets the cloud game all right uh next up is mojo thank you guys so many of you guys wrote in I, i mean it thank you a lot of these go through we're about halfway through them that's how many you guys wrote in you beautiful bastards. Mojo says, Merry Christmas, Mr. Epcot Daddy. Merry Christmas to you too, Mojo. My favorite game of 2021 was, again, you you went one through five, so I'm going to go backwards on yours. Five, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Four, Chorus. Three, Diablo Resurrected. Two, Doom Eternal. And one, Forza Horizon 5. Now, Mojo, you're the first person to not put Halo on their list. Bend over so I can give you a good old spanking. No, you also said... Having grown up in the great Northeast, Dunkin' Donuts is basically basically runs the coffee game up here. It took me about five years from where I started drinking coffee to realize Dunkin' Donuts is absolute fucking garbage. Not to knock anyone's job, but the people that work there are either fresh off the boat or fresh out of jail oh and are willing to work a minimum wage job. Woo, mojo. Other than that, looking forward to more Xbox on podcasts and more live streams. Peace to all the X-boners out there. Well... <laughs> mojo well i will agree with you that dunkin donuts coffee is absolute garbage and uh generally when i go to dunkin donuts it is it is kind of a mess but at the same time i'm like dunkin donuts is usually pretty fucking busy and it's usually run by a staff that's criminally underpaid which is terrible but uh I, yeah i will i will say their, their 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 coffee is the fucking worst and i i used to be a dunkin donuts uh stan as the gen z would say but let, let's focus on your list here <laughs> jedi fallen he's order trying to make me look bad what mojo's trying to make me look bad doom eternal and diablo resurrected jedi fallen order he's just trying to make me look bad because they're not on my list well you know what it's because i played doom eternal when it came out yeah i wasn't lazy Ooh. i didn't put it off Ooh. for next year yeah, yeah, you were Mojo. waiting that Dunkin' Donuts drive through while he was beating Doom Eternal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a very cronky list. It is a very cronky list, except for Forza, and I don't know what Chorus is, to be honest. Yeah, I, I've heard of Chorus, but I, I also don't know what it is. I've definitely seen this game. This is definitely one of those like, oh, I know that. How did I forget that? This is, this is a good list because we don't have Halo on it, but we do have Doom. And if you had said this to me pre-fall 2020 when Bethesda wasn't owned by Microsoft, I would have called you a shill. I would have called you, yeah, a, a third-party shill. But now that Doom is first party, I think this is totally serviceable. Also, Diablo is made by uh, uh, sexual harassers, so they should rename it 
inside Diablo Resurrected. No, but that one was made by Vicarious Visions, right? Oh, was it? Oh, that's Diablo 2? Yeah, that's Diablo 2 Resurrected. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's a good one. That's that's made by the guys that had the potential to make really good games like Guitar Hero and Tony Hawk, but instead get put on Call of Duty and Diablo Duty. I'd rather them be on Diablo than Call of Duty. That was a lot of duty. Uh, I mean, I'd rather (laughs) them be on like Spider-Man and Guitar Hero and shit like that. I agree. I'd rather them make Spider-Man than Insomniac. I agree. Let's petition. Oh go, my god. He, go you haven't this. even played Spider-Man on PS4. Shut your mouth. True. Okay. I think This is a good list. Uh, this is the first time we've seen Forza definitively being the number one spot. No splitting it with Halo. Uh, this is the first time we've seen some of these games like Star Wars, Diablo, and Chorus on the list. Star Wars is a good pick. That was a that was a good game. That's that's one of those games I keep forgetting. For some reason, I feel like it was many, many years ago I played it, but I keep forgetting that game's only like two years old. That was a good one. Doom Eternal, I still haven't even finished. It's disgusting. I'm like I'm like two thirds of the way through it. The game is so good. How dare you? Yeah. It's like a game of best game of the decade. It's the Dunkin' Donuts of Doom games. True. That's not true, actually. Doom 3 apparently is, but I never played that, so I, I don't know. All right, Headhunting Halo writes in next and says, These are the, this is the order. Number five, Fortnite. Number four, Cold War. Number three, Ratchet and Clank. Number two, Super Mario Collection for the Nintendo Switch that was released in 2020 and then taken off the Switch or taken off the market like this year. So that's kind of funny. And then number one, Halo Infinite. I know you hate Fortnite. But the battle pass makes me want to play it, lol. Headhunting Halo, I just want to say, I do not hate Fortnite. Fortnite is just an easy target because it's super popular and all the kids want to dance to it and it makes a lot of money. It's it's an easy target for picking on, but make no mistake, I don't hate Fortnite. I hate the industry's reaction to Fortnite. I hate how everything tries to be like Fortnite. I hate how every game aesthetically tries to look like Fortnite. I hate that every new free to play game wants to be the next Fortnite, but I, I don't hate Fortnite. I don't I, I find the game to be entirely inoffensive, pretty fun to play. I get the appeal. It is a very social game when you want to be social. It can be very competitive when you want to be competitive. It can somewhat be skill based when you want to be skill based, although I hate the building mechanics so fucking much. And the art style doesn't even bother me in the context of Fortnite. It bothers me in the context of every other game trying to look like that. And that fish character. I fucking hate that fishbowl character so much. But other than that, I, I think Fortnite is fine. Cronky, what do you think about this list? Uh, I think that you don't hate Fortnite. You hate people who play Fortnite. So headhunting Halo, watch out. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. Um, it's because the the Dune characters and the Resident Evil characters, and they, they're just keeping me coming back. And now the Gears characters. So I have to drop in to keep just giving them $20 per bundle just because, hey, I like these characters, so I have to do it. It's obligatory. So I keep wasting money on Fortnite, so I keep playing it out of obligation. And honestly, I'm actually having fun with it. So well, no critique there. Cold War is terrible. Get out of here. Fuck you. Fuck uh, you. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank is awesome. Super Mario Collection is awesome. Halo Infinite is talked about later. Uh, honestly, I think you have probably the most interesting list of anybody on here because it, I think yours shows that you're pretty 
diverse gamer. Uh, no indie games. Because there's actually a lot of range no there. No indie game. No indie games, but I think there's potential that he would consider playing an indie game once per Although, year. actually, Super Mario Collection <clears throat> could be considered an indie game. Because <laughs> there's the re- release cycle of it's one. In, it's, independent, <laughs> it's, it's independently available to those stupid enough to spend $60 on Mario 64 for the 100th time. No, I'm just I'm I joking. I did that. I, I, I did it, too. I, I bought it. I bought it the second it was available. Yeah, uh, I know. Me too. I know. Um, no, th- I think this list is interesting because your first two spots are PlayStation and Nintendo games, not even Xbox games, but that's totally cool. I love that. I, I, I always love seeing people in the Xbox on audience who have love for gaming in general, not just specifically for Xbox. Xbox is, of course, my favorite brand is my baby is my is my fanboy brand, but I love all gaming. So I, l- I like to see I like to see that sharing the love there. Um, also Ratchet and Clank, big PlayStation five game this year, considering the fact that PlayStation five had a pretty year compared to Xbox with, uh, Halo, of course, just being obviously the, the biggest game to happen this year, at least from the perspective of, uh, game, the gaming community, obviously the most important game from a monetary standpoint this year was probably like Fortnite or COD Vanguard <laughs> or, or honestly, Rage Shadow Legends probably is going to make more money than, than Halo Infinite will, but, uh, <laughs> it probably already has it, it definitely already has but yeah. you know halo is a huge deal this year unfortunately Rachel. this is a good this is a good one let's let's jump on to the next one where we got one mr count scatula and i'll read yours backwards starting with your number five ratchet and clank and you put a little note about all these games too which i really appreciate you said ratchet and clank the graphics are stunning and the game is very solid number four lego builders journey i'm i'm a sucker for anything lego Number three, It Takes Two. This one caught me off guard, but I really like it. Still haven't finished it, but I love it so far. Number two, Forza Horizon 5. Incredible graphics. I built a simple racing rig for my kids, and I sh- and it sure adds to the dopamine hit. And number one, Halo Infinite, the only game I really care about. Count Skyla, this is an excellent list. What do you think, Kronky? I think Ratchet & Clank actually might have the best graphics of any video game right now. I mean, of course, it could be Forza or something like that. But the point is, Ratchet & Clank looks stunning. So he's right about that. I need to look into that Lego game. I really don't know what it is, but I, I hear people mention it every now and then. And I really need to look at it because I'm also a sucker for anything Lego. Um, I don't know anything about it. it takes two other than apparently it's the real game of the year and we're all just wasting our time talking about it because it takes two is the actual winner. Halo is the winner. Spoiler alert. Halo is the winner. Uh, among an Xbox podcast, almost definitely. Yeah. Cause it also seems to be on every single person's list. Yeah. Um, unless I'm missing someone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gotta say the funny thing about Ratchet and Clank is I feel like in 2002 when the first Ratchet and Clank game came out, everyone's like, wow, it looks like a Pixar movie, but a video game. And then like the PS3 came out and we were looking at like Ratchet and Clank. Um, uh, what's it called? Fucking the good one, the really good one, Crack in Time. And everyone was like, yeah, it looks like a Pixar movie, but it's a video game. And now here we are like fast forward to today and it's like Rat- Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And we're like, wow, it legitimately looks like you're playing a Pixar movie. <laughs> But it's it's kind of true. Every time a new Ratchet and Clank game comes out, it, they 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 always look stunning for their for their time. I feel bad. I love Ratchet and Clank's one of my favorite game series, and I haven't I don't have a way of playing this because I don't have a PS5. Um, but I, I I will take everyone's word for it that it's very good. Uh, it takes two. Obviously, I really want to get around to that. I have no love for Legos. Sorry, Count Scott. Sorry, sorry, Cronky. I just 
I also just realized that I introduced you as my brother, Josiah, but I keep calling you Cronky. So you're welcome. Everyone who's confused at home right now, uh, <laughs> Forza Horizon five. I can't even talk about it because I've only put a few hours into it. I just, there's too many games out right now. I had to put that on the shelf for a minute, but of course it's more Forza Horizon and Forza Horizon is simply amazing. So especially if you have a racing rig, and then, of course, we'll talk about Halo Infinite later. Count Skyla, I think this is a very thoughtful list. I appreciate the little explanation for each one. Guys, be more like Count Skyla next time. Just, just, would it kill you? And next, we get to my favorite child, Dead Captain James, who writes in, simple, short, and sweet, formatted beautifully, but I'm going to read yours backwards, starting with your number five. Dead, Ca- Dead Captain James, you said, five, Forza Horizon 5, four, New World, three, Battlefield 2042, two, Halo Infinite, and one Monster Hunter Rise. So I knew some of those games would be on your list at Captain James. I was fully expecting Halo and Battlefield Monster Hunter Rise at the number one spot. That's that's surprising. You said never thought I would rate Halo above Battlefield lol, but you don't explain why you got Monster Hunter at the very top. Cronky, what say you? Okay, so Forza, that's just not for me. That's the only reason. Uh, I understand why people love it. I had a good bit of fun playing it, but it's not something I'll ever go back to without somebody else pulling me back to it. New World, that's interesting. Uh, I feel like the day and age of MMOs is just gone. Um, Otherwise, I would be pretty interested in looking into it, but as it stands, it's an Amazon game, which I think is a huge negative for me, as well as... It's an MMO, which, no thank you. So, you know what? Probably a good game. I'm going to miss it. Uh, Battlefield. I've actually had a lot of fun with Battlefield the, like, two times I've played it. I've really enjoyed it, but I I don't know. I just, I feel like that's another game you have to have a group for, and a certain podcast host didn't actually buy it, so I don't really have anyone to play it with. When it's 20 bucks on on Steam, I'll buy it. Cool. Next week. Uh, Halo Infinite is not a thing and monster hunter rise is that the switch one or is yeah. that a new xbox yeah. one that's the switch one that came out this spring or didn't they announce like two of them they like, already announced this a sequel year or to it yes that that's overwhelming i cannot handle that it, and besides i thought those games were like supposed to be huge time sinks they, they are that's the the thing about monster hunter is it's <laughs> annualized like call of duty but unlike call of duty there's just so much fucking content in a Monster Hunter game. I don't I don't understand it because I used to be very into Monster Hunter, especially during the Wii U and 3DS days. And like I just like I could never get to like half the amount of shit in a Monster Hunter game before the next one would release. Like it, it was always beyond me, but they're good. Yeah, games. They're I, fun I games. Know. And I played the demo for Monster Hunter Rise. I came so close to impulse buying it on my switch. It's a very fun game. That's a good pick. It's a very, very fun game. Yeah, if I was going to start, I probably would have started with the world. But I feel like I already missed that boat, so yeah. it's probably not happening. I don't know. I, I I actually prefer the Nintendo Monster Hunter games. I know everyone really liked World. I couldn't. I couldn't. It didn't grab me the way that uh, the the 3DS ones did. I, I just Monster Hunter is a game that feels really good on the go. It feel it's so good on like Switch or 3DS. It, it feels really good as a mobile as a portable game, not a mobile game. Not God no, not a mobile game. Speaking <laughs> of mobile games, guys, this week's episode is sponsored by. <laughs> raid shadow legends <laughs> uh no dead captain james this is a great list and i am i am genuinely shocked because i know how much battlefield means to you so the fact that you're rating halo infinite above ha- battlefield 2042 tells me either one of one of the following either one halo infinite was just that special and meaningful to you or two battlefield 2042 just dropped the ball that hard which i know is not really the case uh dead captain james is one of the few sane people out there who's like why is everybody 
constantly bitching about Battlefield 2042. It's actually like a, a, a fun game. I don't, I don't know. I every time I play Battlefield 2042, I put I played the 10 hour free demo thing from a uh, trial thing from from uh game pass and i i don't understand like there are some graphical glitches there are some hiccups there's some things that need to be polished but like the game plays just fine it is it runs about as well and is as about as balanced as any other battlefield game i've ever played so i really don't understand what all the fuss was about this game to be honest let's move on to our penultimate commenter ranker list creator Mr. Miggy, don't think I would forget Mr. Miggy, who says in no particular order, even though you numbered them, but you said in no particular order, Halo Infinite, ba- uh, no, sorry, Halo Infinite, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Definitive Edition, Cyberpunk 2077, because I'm pretty sure I technically beat it this year, and five, Need for Speed Heat, thank you EA Play. Honorable mentions to Knockout City, Fight Night Champion, and Nickelodeon All-Star all stars brawl. Also, I'm still against $70 games because companies are still going to nick and nickel and dime customers with microtransactions and battle passes. Hence why NBA 2K and COD still do those. Well, Mr. Miggy, there's a lot to unpack there. Cronky, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to jump into this first? Yeah, actually I completely agree with uh, Mr. Miggy here. Uh, I was kind of thinking this the other day when you were talking about this on your podcast, um, how, Oh, well, if that's the right price point, so companies don't have to, you know, go crazy with microtransactions and stuff. I agree with Mr. Miggy. I don't think it will make any impact regardless of what the price of a game is. They will not leave a penny on the table. Um, So every game is going to get its microtransactions and whatever else, unless you just don't support games that do that. It has to cost publishers money to include microtransactions or every game is going to happen. Can I try? You're never going to just leave it on the table. No, you cannot. It's my podcast now. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say, I actually agree with you and Mr. Miggy. I can easily be swayed on these things. And I think Mr. Miggy makes a good point. Never underestimate the greed of capitalism uh, or the greed of man, rather. Yeah, I think the perfect example of that is actually Call of Duty, because you look at a game like like Call of Duty, where for the past two years since the series X and PS five have been on the market, the attitude over at Activision is like, well, the standard for a PC game is $60. The standard for an Xbox one game is $60. So on those platforms, black ops, cold war, Vanguard, whatever the new call of duty is will remain $60. But there is a trend for Xbox series X and PS five games to make them $70. So on those consoles, the game will arbitrarily be $70 even though the game looks best and runs best on PC where it's $10 cheaper and we're still charging the same fucking amount for battle passes and cosmetics and all that other bullshit and multiplayer. So I think you guys are both absolutely right. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. M- yeah. My argument, I guess, is a little too idealistic and theoretical where I, I just love the possibility of a publisher just saying like, hey, this is our product. This is the level of confidence we have in this product. This is what we think this product is worth. We think this is a fair price for what we have to show here and what we're trying to sell here by this price that's what it's worth end of discussion and i just love the idea at least of someone being like yeah red dead redemption 2 it's 115 dollars because it's worth it you know and to me i'd yeah. be like yeah and that's the end of the story there's no buy this buy that it's just one time buy you're good or a game like you know call of duty being like hey it's $30 because let's be honest, it's just more multiplayer and you don't give a shit about the campaign because it kind of sucks anyway. And we're just going to nickel and dime you with battle passes anyway. So $30. I, I, yeah, 
I would love that kind of honesty, but I think you're right. I don't think that's how it works when there's. I really think only Bethesda, only Bethesda would have done that. But now that they're a Microsoft one, it doesn't matter because everything's on Game Pass. Yeah. I think Bethesda is the only studio that would have actually followed what you're saying because, I mean, let's be honest, they just use Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 to bankroll what they currently do. So <laughs> that's my theory, at least. Yeah. But onto your list, Mister Miggy. I don't know anything about Night Night Knockout City or Fight you didn't Night. You play that. But Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl looks so good, and I want it. And it went on sale, and I don't know why I didn't buy it, because I want it because so bad. That game looks it. amazing. Wow, okay, maybe that's why I didn't You don't that. need it. That's probably true. Do me I don't a favor. Go download uh, G.I. Joe Blackout. That's what you need. <laughs> I bought it for uh, $8. Now, I got that Transformers uh, so like XCOM game, though. I can't wait to play okay. that. Uh, but I'm the other guy that's on this uh, podcast right now is better to talk to about Need for Speed. I know I need to play Cyberpunk. I really, really need to play Cyberpunk. But I just, ugh, whatever. It just sounds like it's going to take a long time. Yeah. And I'm not into long times. Um, GTA San Andreas. I really want to play GTA 3 remastered, like really badly. But I thought everyone was saying those are garbage right now. So I was just going to give it a couple months to get good. Yeah. I'm curious um, and why then, you put that on there, considering apparently it's broken, but maybe that's not the experience you've been having. I mean, he also put Cyberpunk on, and people said the same thing about Cyberpunk. Maybe yeah, it's but the if same you're situation. if you're playing Cyberpunk on an Xbox Series X newsflash, the game always ran great on Series X. Oh really? Yeah, I played two. Yeah, I played two and a half hours. The game the game never had a problem. Two and a half hours of an eighty hour game. I, I believe. You. Well, I stopped because um, I want I'm that joking. next gen. I'm update. actually joking. Yeah, I don't know. And then Cold War, again, the other guy will talk about that. I, I don't know, whatever. And yeah. Halo doesn't exist. Yeah, we'll save Halo and Call of Duty for later. I am also shocked, or not shocked, I'm I'm surprised to see GTA considering what the conversation about that game has been. But, I mean, hey, maybe, maybe you've had a different experience. I'd be curious to know more about that because, man, all, I, I haven't played it, but I've seen all the videos of, like, that that thing you can do where like you're driving your car and if you wiggle the analog stick left and right your car's model will just get bigger and bigger and bigger wait really <laughs> yes it's, you can look <laughs> wait i want to look you this can look up. this up the car like someone just tilts the steering wheel left and right maybe it's gta 3 or vice city but it's literally you just wiggle the 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 movement button left and right and the car just keeps increasing in size and then like the rain will render will render underneath the ocean when it's raining it's just like some crazy fucking shit. It's so funny. But hey, I mean, I, I, I even if it is. Oh, broken, my gosh. Are you seeing it? Because I'm not the host. I'm just watching it online. Are right you now. seeing it? <laughs> yeah. It goes slow. Just, just, pay, just pay attention. <laughs> it just grows and grows and grows. <laughs> the wheels. Yeah. Please, anybody listening to this right now, pause the podcast and look this up. GTA 3 Remastered. The car gets bigger when you wiggle the wheels. You got to you gotta look that up. Anybody? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, not, not to knock your game. Like, may, hey, maybe GTA San Andreas performs better than 3 in Vice City. Or maybe, uh, maybe you're able to look past that shit and just have a good time because it's a game you really love. Um, Cyberpunk, dude, I, I've, I, I've come so close to caving in and playing that game this year a couple of times but dude they said the next gen update should be out first quarter 2022 i'm just patiently waiting but uh i think it's a good list another list where it has like some obvious heavy hitters like halo but then a bunch of games that otherwise don't get representation i've actually never played need for speed heat so i can't speak to that but i'm sure i would love it i do enjoy need for speed games quite a bit fight night champion that's 
if that's the one I'm thinking of, that's that's an old one. That's a good one. And Knockout City, that's a, that's a fun game. I played I played a little bit of that game. That was a pretty good time. All right, let's do our final final write in for game of the year 2021 or tier list, whatever we want to call it. Wes H, who is actually the first person to write in, actually Mr. Miggy may have been. Actually, Count Skyler was. I was supposed to put these in order from newest to oldest, but I think I fucked up. Anyway, Wes H writes in and says, I'm sorry, Jesse, but this will be the most basic slash least exciting top five ever. But just to contribute, number five, Fallout 4. Number four, Cod Cold War. Number three, Halo Infinite. Number two, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. And number one, Forza Horizon 5. Kronky, what say you? I am really surprised to see Fallout 4 on his list. Because Fallout 4 came out, what, five years ago now? Six years but ago. But six years ago, that is a great, great game that, like, for some reason, your average person loved it, right? We all played it. We all had a great time. But then you get these, like, hardcore Fallout fans that are like, Fallout 4 sucked. Oh, my God, it wasn't a good RPG. It was just stupid shovelware or something, which obviously it wasn't. Anyone who really plays it. Um, you know, that, that game is fantastic. I'm not going to really wear away on a game that old for too too long for this conversation but yes and then cod cold war again that game just did not do it for me it feels too much like the new modern warfare game i really want to go back to the olden days of black ops 3 and 4 um and kind of get rid of this new feeling of call of duty um halo infinite uh yeah pokemon brilliant diamond that's interesting if you had said pearl whatever i'm sure they call it like perilous pearl or something if you had said that i'd be much more on board because i was a pearl player not a diamond i was diamond um yeah no one cares diamond was lame diamonds for losers uh forza horizon 5 apparently you can drive a warthog in it or so i hear from the xbox on podcast so whatever dude yeah all right so cracks knuckles uh halo and call of duty we'll talk about later fallout 4 i love that because i have a, I have a game on my list that's uh pretty similar where it's just like what the hell is that doing there uh forza horizon 5 we talked about it i'm really surprised how many of you guys really really love forza horizon 5 not just to the point of like oh yeah it was a really good game but to the point of like no this was like my game of the year i think that's awesome i love seeing forza get the love and respect it deserves i love seeing people uh, being able to appreciate, you know, what that game does. I know it's not as glamorous as like uh, the latest, you know, story driven, whatever game like Halo. But uh, it is a game that is very, very special and a massive, impressive feat and big labor of love in ways that uh, I feel like the industry kind of overlooks often. You know, I, I, it's it's cool to see racing or sports titles be able to get that kind of recognition. So good first pick there. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Fuck you. No, I, I hey, Diamond was actually my Diamond is not was Diamond is my favorite Pokemon game of all time. So I, I can totally I can totally dig this, but I haven't played Brilliant Diamond, but I know people are super into it. I know uh, all the 30 year olds with kids are out there playing this game and it's a lot of fun and I love to see it on here. But I got to ask you, Wes, what did Pokemon Brilliant Diamond do wrong or do right? Or sorry, what did Halo Infinite do wrong? that you put Pokemon ahead of it, that you put a remake of a game from 2007 ahead of a Halo. DS Infinite. game, a DS game, <laughs> just because it had two screens didn't mean it was twice as good as Halo. You had two screens to play Pokemon on, but you had infinite Halo. I'm trying to come up with something clever here. Wes, good list. Next time, put Halo above Pokemon, please. All right. And that's actually it for everyone's write-ins on game of the year. But, but B U T T. 
your contributions, your rankings will live on in our final segment. So next, we're going to go over Cronkies, Josiah, my brother here, our co-hosts, top five games of the year, his favorite games of 2021. But after that, we'll go over my five games that I know you're all dying to know about. And then after that, we're going to take all of your responses and our responses and do something so special, so fuzzy, so warm. You're going to be saying, does 2021 have to end? Can't we just do, oh, just one more month, please? Shut up. Cronky, take the floor. Okay, so I'm going to probably say the game and briefly talk about it because I feel like that's how you would do it if you're introducing your own games. If you have a better idea, I can do that instead. Okay, so honorable mentions. Number one, uh, there are three honorable mentions. I'm not going to really labor on them too long, but Returnal as an honorable mention because Returnal is really, really fun, really, really pretty, and the difficulty is not quite as bad as people say, or maybe it's the worst thing you've ever played. I don't know. Different for each person, I guess. Returnal is really cool. I just, for whatever reason... I kind of fell out of it really quickly. I played it like religiously for like three days and I haven't touched it since. And that's the only reason it, it can't make the top five because I was able to so easily fall out of love with the game and not go back to it. So Returnal, I'm sorry. Um, you deserved better than me, but you didn't get it. The other two honorable mentions, Age of Empires 4 and Metroid Dread, both of them are the same situation. I actually didn't play these games this year. For some reason... I didn't play them, and I know they are games that would be, like, my number ones in any other year, but I don't know why I just didn't get around to them. I actually just got Metroid, like, a week ago, so that's why I haven't played it yet. But, yeah, um, that that's why. So, honorable mentions. I don't know if we're having, like, a discussion about this. This is obviously for you to edit out. No, um, I, I'm not going to edit that out. I just want to know why Thank the you. hell we're talking so much about PlayStation. Okay, so the reason we are talking so much about PlayStation is because number five is okay. Fallout 4. Oh, God. Wes, I am right with you. Uh, for whatever reason, Fallout 4, I, I played it again this year after years of not touching it, and I don't know. I just fell in love with this game all over again. I, I like, took my time. I went through the whole game. I did probably not everything in the game because there's a stupid amount of content, but I did... I, I just I had fun with it. There's so much to do in Fallout 4, and there's so many quests I'd never found in the past. Like, there's, like, a radio show where there's, like, this, like, vigilante hero and whatever. And you go into this one town, and this guy's like, oh, we need to bring that hero back. So he dresses you up like the hero, and you go around killing evildoers and leaving your caller card to make people think, oh, this hero is real. Don't be evil or whatever. You know, just, like, little nonsense quests like that that Fallout 4 just feels so cool so alive there's so much you can do in that game and it is just a really really rich world is it as good as a lot of the other fallout games no it's not i'm actually a purist i think like the original was the best actually but fallout 4 is amazing and if you disagree with that you probably play video games like call of duty cold war and think that's the greatest thing of all time um he's <clears throat> true true actually fallout you could argue fallout's a zombie game i, I like fallout uh, because 4. there are I, did, let me ask did you ever finish it before you came back to it this year did you ever finish it the first time you played it once yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah i i had done one like playthrough sean. of it and then this time i came is back. that the kid's name sean yeah it's your son sean sean that's one of those yeah. names where it's like sean's fine once you're like 12 and up 
but when I know, you can't be an adult from the, yeah, you, Sean, you I know. can't be an infant Sean. It's like Zach. You can't be an adult Zach. God damn adult Zach. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. God. Yeah. Some people have it a little oh, unfortunate. I, if any of you have the name Zach and yeah. you're an adult, I'm sorry for more than one reason. Thank, okay. thank God um, mom had the foresight <laughs> to call you Cronky. Dude, seriously. She knew it was up. Uh, she knew that the future was all about the internet. <laughs> okay, so Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is my number four because we have to just keep giving Sony all the love today because, honestly, Sony came out with a lot of first-party games this year, and first-party games tend to be the best ones. So that's why. Ratchet and Clank is an amazing franchise. I have played every single Ratchet and Clank game, and I love them all. They are all amazing. This one is actually not in the upper tier of Ratchet and Clank games. That's why it's this low on the list, is because as good as it is, there are definitely better ones. It's like, I, I don't know. You you haven't played a lot of the Ratchet and Clank games for some reason, because you're evil. But it's really good. It just, I, I feel like it's missing characters. Like, when I think of Ratchet and Clank, I think of, like, the third game. With all, like, this wide cast of awesome characters. This game doesn't have it. This game is very much Ratchet and Clank going on their, like, little adventure split up, I guess, in this one. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that was all over the ads. But yeah, yeah. and it's like... Whatever. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, really awesome, looks amazing, and it's really fun to play. I know, surprising. Um, yeah, my, my yeah. thing is it just it just looks, I don't know, from what I can tell, it looks like it's like mostly just more of like what we got with the Ratchet and Clank 2016 game, and I feel like the franchise kind of peaked during the PS3 era, and they've been kind of playing it basic a little bit with the gameplay loop since then. Is that a fair criticism as someone who hasn't played yes, all of them? Yes, this game got a lot of credit for like, oh, this, actually, I don't know if it got credit or not. I, I guess I'm not, I don't follow PlayStation enough, but like, oh, these riffs and all this, whatever. Actually, it was, it was largely just kind of what I expected it to be. It's kind of a gimmick, honestly, this whole rift system. It's really just a, a method of world traversal. It's kind of like having, I don't know, a grappling hook in a game or something. Um, oh, grappling it hook? It actually is. Yeah, it's actually basically just a grappling hook. You literally tether yourself to rifts and shoot yourself. Oh, them. cool. Like Halo um, Infinite. Yeah, actually. It's it's literally that. So it's really not even that interesting. It's actually more like Uncharted 4's grappling hook, oh, where you use at very set moments to just move across the world. Gross. So, yeah, I, I would say that's a fair criticism, is that Kraken Time really altered the formula and experimented with it. And ever since then, they've been like, no, Ratchet & Clank 2 that game knew what was up. Every game's going to be like two was, um, but with a better control layout. Hmm. So yeah, Ratchet and Clank is awesome. I don't know. If you don't like those games, you haven't played them. All right, Sony Pony, uh, what's your number three? Halo Infinite, Whoa. the best Sony game. I know, uh, Halo Infinite, Infinite cannot be five. that high on this list <laughs> because Halo <laughs> Infinite has, for me, too many issues. I, it, it would be, again, it's a game that should be number one. It should be an easy number one. But I am a Halo fan, right? I'm not like uh, Dead Captain James who thinks that this is a great Halo. Come on, like Dead Halo Captain in James. general. I know. Be critical of everything fun in this world. And for every one of you guys praising the Master Chief Collection, you should be here with me, yeah. right? This game takes Halo and throws it out the window. Right. Now, it is a fantastic game, but it is not like a return to form for Halo. It's a totally new thing, mm -hmm. which I'd be so fine with, except I don't want to spoil any story stuff. But where are my characters? What are you doing with this story? What are you doing throwing out Halo and just saying, okay, there's a character named Master Chief and there's like an alien army called the Banished? Go. You know, like that's that's this game in a nutshell. And it pays lip service to some of it. And it's not as bad as I'm saying. Like, 
I'll be honest, I cried like a bitch at the end of this game. It, it was it had it had its moments. It had its powerful moments, powerful story beats. It's a great game, right? But I love Halo. I love Halo 5. I love Halo 4. I love Halo 3. Reach, all of them, whatever. This game didn't feel like Halo. It felt like it was kind of shrugging off Halo. It, it was Breath of the Wild. It's not trying to be Zelda. It's not trying to be Halo. It's trying to be what you think Halo is, right? It's like tricking you into thinking, oh, this is just like a return to Halo. But it's not. It's a totally different thing. And the story. I, I just can't get over the throwing out the story of Halo. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into this. I, I guess I have a lot to say about it, too. For my game of the year pick, I think, judging by what you said, I might be a little more high on this game than you are, maybe. I don't know. I share a lot of the same criticisms with you. I don't know that I share as much the whole, this isn't Halo. From a gameplay standpoint, I actually kind of feel differently with Halo Infinite the longer I sit with it, in that this game feels so, so much like Halo. Almost almost to the developers like de- like to the detriment of 343's vision for this game which is fine for me because i like classic halo and i just want classic halo gameplay formula but this game originally as we know as the story goes tried to be a big open world breath of the wild style halo game and then after years of development hell they had to cut a bunch of the game down scale it back to a much smaller open world but still what we get is this weird like it's halo but it's just one environment and it's big and you explore it and you can just get lost and do this or that play the main story do a side quest take out this outpost whatever and somewhere in that you're just like yeah this is cool but like this isn't halo and i know that's how a lot of people feel but for me the at least the way i played it and i'll be honest i played it pretty linear linearly where i just kind of brute forced my way through the story content because i wanted to find out what the fuck happened next um it still felt it felt like it was trying to re uh, reimagine the Halo formula, but ultimately it still came out like Halo, where it just felt like more linear Halo, um, at least the way I played it. So even though I was completely happy with that because I like the Halo formula, I actually end up feeling like this game really marketed itself like, oh, it's such a evolution for Halo. It's such a new way to enter. It's it's like taking the Halo you remember from Combat Evolved, but bringing it into the future and like to me i'm just like actually it's pretty much more halo but when you're not in main missions you can like run around a sandbox if you want you know that's kind of my takeaway but either way my my criticisms of the game don't really lie with that for me it's more there there's one i think is very founded and it's the one you you have as well which is the story and again obviously we won't discuss spoilers i have a spoiler discussion from two or three weeks ago if you want spoilers you can go back and listen to that episode at the end of the podcast i talk all spoilers that's great but just like in the vaguest terms halo infinite is it's like like i said in my spoiler cast and this is not a spoiler but the story of halo infinite is like if after star wars uh what is the empire strikes back if they just skipped return of the jedi and went straight to the force awakens and then the story of the force awakens was the story we got plus them constantly referencing the return of the The jedi even though yeah we never got return of the jedi it's like this isn't halo 6 this is halo 7 and it's cool because Halo 7 has a really cool story to tell with a bunch of new characters I really like and a lot of really cool story moments, a lot of really cool twists and turns and a very emotional ending and a super badass introduction. I fucking love the game from top to bottom in its own isolated context, but I can't help but constantly ask myself, where is Halo 6? Why did Halo 5 yeah. 
spend an entire campaign setting events up for Halo Infinite to just be like, and fuck all those events. Here's this and this and this. And all these other things happen. It's just like, I just, I can't, I can't get over that. And there are some callbacks, there are some references, but I'm sorry, the the events of Halo 5 were too grand. The, the stakes were too high. The, the, the cliffhanger was so was just so appealing that we we have to know what happens next. It cannot happen off screen. And unfortunately, 343 tries to tell it off screen. And I have a feeling that it's not because 343 finished up Halo in Halo 5 in 2015 and said, this game sucks. Let's get as far away from it as we can. I think it's because 343 was like, here's our new game, Halo 5. And the internet was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. And then one critic was like, oh, guys, you're supposed to hate Halo 5. By the way, Bloodborne is cool. PlayStation is awesome. And buy lots of Overwatch. Enter, send, tweet. And then everyone was like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I have an original opinion that I just came up with all on my own. Halo 5 sucks. And everyone's like, yeah, 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 man, Halo 5 sucks. I don't even own an Xbox, but Halo 5 sucks. And then that was kind of the runaway narrative. And what we're left with is a Halo Infinite that is a fantastic game, but it is also 343 constantly trying to get you to be like this is the halo you guys wanted right gun to our heads this is what you want right don't worry guys who gives a shit if it doesn't make sense the art style looks like halo combat evolved again that's what you wanted right and i can't help but feel like as a fan of all halo content this game is simultaneously amazing it tells a great story on its own it has a beautiful art style has a beautiful world has really fun missions has great characters has a great story but also it is a slap in the face to halo 4 and halo 5 where i'm just like i actually liked those stories i liked that art style i liked where we were going with it can we please get back to finishing that story but no unfortunately there's just always gonna be this gap and Halo 6 is just the lost archive. Someone snuck into 343 late in the night and stole the Halo 6 archive, and we never got it, and now we got Infinite instead. And it's not a bad game, and in its own context, its own isolated sense, it's a great game, but I, I just can't let go of the fact that they are just spitting on everything they had built up for nearly a decade with Halos 4 and 5 just for the sake of trying to get Halo fans to be like, Ah, oh, that's more like it, 343. Bend to my every will. Now that I have you in my hands, now that you are my bitch, you will make microtransactions cheaper in multiplayer. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I love Halo Infinite. That's the campaign. Yeah, I love it, but I just, I'm just i I'm torn on it. To be fair, I've been all over the map with this game. When I was first playing it, you know, I was sending you text messages like 10 out of 10. It's so amazing, right? Um, but I'm all over the map because... My biggest concern is the story. It really is. I don't really care that the gameplay is something different. I think what I meant more with the whole like MCC fans back me up here is story. This game throws the other Halos completely out the window in order to just be its own thing. And I get that. I get that it's, oh, Xbox is cool again. This is a new generation of Halo. This is whatever. We want this to be a coming on point for anybody. But this just, ah, uh, it... Man, pull a Kingdom Hearts for some freaking reason. Pull a Kingdom Hearts and give me what I want. Give me that whole middle that nobody asked for. Because I want to know what happened in Halo 6. Because Halo 5 was really, really good. But I don't know. I was all over the map with this game. And my playthrough was like a 100% playthrough. The one time I played it, I did everything, collected everything on Heroic. Okay. Um, so that that's kind of my experience. And I will say the open world, it felt like a Far Cry hybrid. It wasn't really like a Far Cry game. Yeah. It was like... It was like a Far Cry light. It had stuff to do, stuff to collect, but it didn't like it wasn't to that extent of a Far Cry game. Anyway, Halo Infinite, I'm not going to belabor it too much because we have to get through your conversation on it as well. 
I like the game. I really do. It's number three. Well, it didn't not make the list. Well, I was going to say, we could, just, just... we could just finish the conversation on Halo Infinite now since we're already here and it's kind of organic. Okay, but uh, so Halo Infinite is just, it's really good. It, it really is, but I can't get over the story. I want my cast of characters back because 343 was doing something different. Bungie made awesome Halo games. 343 built like a universe, yeah. right? They brought Halo Wars into yep. it and the four and five, and they were just building something grander to then go and toss all of that to the side to go back to what Bungie did, where you just make a Halo game and leave it at that. Yep. You can't do that. You built something bigger than that, and you're just throwing it away because literally Halo 5, you're right. I, I Sorry to everyone who doesn't feel this way, but the, the fact is Halo 5 was hated because it was a bad time to be an Xbox game. And Halo is the epitome of an Xbox game. Yeah. So well, there, nobody liked Xbox at the time. As a massive Halo 5 fan, I will say there are some genuine story criticisms to be had with Halo 5. I, I acknowledge that. That game also was obviously in some development hell with its campaign. They clearly also had to cut out a bunch of content and cut the story short and, and, and you know abbreviate some things that otherwise were intended to be longer. I can recognize that, but they still managed to tell a really cool story. And regardless of how they got there, the the, the fact of the matter is where they ended Halo 5 was at such a, a an intense point that it was like, OK, there's nowhere to go from here. But to tell the events that happened immediately after right now and said they just skip ahead a bunch of years and like, OK, so Master Chief's got two kids in a, in a Maserati now. And he's trying to get to work, but traffic's really rough and they and they need to build a fourth lane on the highway. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about everything that just happened in the last game? Honestly, they could have even just shown us like an hour before the game started and it would have been better. Yeah. Like, like literally just a little bit more context. Ugh. And my thing is whatever like, they I'm not. <sighs> but we know that Halo Infinite is the is the platform for Halo to service for the next 10 years. So I, I keep thinking in the back of my head, oh, man, what, there's the potential that maybe one of the Halo Infinite DLCs, maybe one of the story expansions is like is like actually takes place before Halo Infinite. And it kind of fills in the gaps between Halos 5 and, and, and Infinite. I'm like, maybe that's the plan, right? Is like get the people back on board with Halo, get everyone in the good graces, in your good graces again, whatever. And then you can kind of go back and fill in the gaps with DLC campaigns. And that way you have fuel for future content which you need if this is going to be a 10-year platform and two you're able to sat satisfy the minority of fans like us who actually give a shit about what happened after halo 5 so I, I think about that all the time but again i can't go around assuming that that's what's going to happen just because i think it's convenient and i think it's a good idea that doesn't make sense but I, I think about it a lot and i i god i hope that's something they consider yeah I, I agree but i like you were kind of alluding to i'm i'm judging the game that we have right. not if they if they were like oh we're gonna add more of this stuff later then delay the game if that's what you want to do this is the game you released to me this is the game i'm gonna judge and honestly it's a really good game as it was on virtually everyone's list we all know it's a really really fun game halo 5 is awesome i think it's multiplayer i i'm gonna go out on a limb here we haven't talked about the multiplayer yet Campaign's good. I don't like a lot of the story stuff they did, but all the like new story stuff is fantastic, right? Wonderful storytelling. How it treated the older Halo games, hate it, right? But the game itself is awesome. Multiplayer is a totally different conversation. I am leaning very negative towards this game's multiplayer because I don't even know if there's anything they can do about it, but this is a really sweaty game. And I know you can say get good. I actually do pretty well in these multiplayer matches. Yeah, you're much better. But it's than me. just, it's not 
I don't want to play Halo that aggressively. I've never played a Halo game like that before. I've always kind of chilled out with Halo. You know, I just kind of like lean back and just dick around. And then like, oh, ha, dude, that's so much fun. Like I always think back to like the fun I had on Halo 3 with like a Spartan laser or something, you know, like shooting people with that and just having fun with the game. This game is so sweaty and so aggressive. If you're not 100% attention being paid every moment, you're going to die in every fight. This is not a chill game. And I feel like, this game's at a point where even if they add something like Infection, it's not going to fix it. Even Infection is going to somehow just be a really sweaty game of Infection. Like, this game is just, ooh, I, I don't even know how to fix it other than allow me to turn off crossplay and I will only touch this game on Xbox. It, keep the PC people away. They deserve to be in a box here. They always deserve Ugh. to be in a box. But yeah, I I mean, this is weird because I feel like I should be the one making this argument, not you, because generally you're the one who's just good at games and you don't have this criticism. And I'm the but one. This isn't about being good. I know, but it's about having fun. Right. But usually I'm the one on Xbox struggling and cursing under my breath because of PC players in crossplay. But uh, at least in Call of Duty, that's the case. But I, I actually don't think I'm as down on the multiplayer. The thing for me with the multiplayer is I think it's very, very good. And, you know, the same criticism everyone has, obviously, it's bare on content. The battle pass is a little fucked with the progression system. I would like to see there be more modes, more maps, more things to do. Whereas Forge, whereas Theater, we, we get it. And I, I'm with there with that on that in that sense. I generally find the, the multiplayer in this game to be very good. But I still, oh, this is kind of a controversial thing to say, but I think I preferred Halo 5's multiplayer. I don't know. I really I really liked the Spartan abilities. Uh, I really liked, here's the thing. Halo 5 had such amazing variety in weapons. Like, I loved the Promethean weapons, and there were tons of them. Uh, there were more Covenant weapons than what we have in Infinite. There were more UNSC weapons than what we have in Infinite. I will say to Infinite's benefit, while it has far fewer weapons, it has very, very well thought out, finely tuned weapons where everything on the battlefield in Halo Infinite, with the exception of the Pulse Carbine, I think is extremely well balanced and well thought out and intentionally placed there to where it's like every weapon you play with an in infinite, I think is a is a good weapon if you know how to use it. Whereas in Halo Infinite, it was like sometimes it was quantity over quality, but still I I, I loved the massive variety of weapons in Halo 5, and I loved having Thruster be inherent. I liked Ground Pound. I liked all the Spartan abilities. I loved, again, the art style. It had way more maps. There's way more to do in it. Even though Halo 5 also launched without Forge and some other features, I feel like Halo 5 launched a lot more content complete than Halo Infinite did. And so with Infinite, I find myself getting bored very fast, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but... Even though I love Halo Infinite and I and I want to have that be a regular game in my rotation of multiplayer games, I find myself I don't have a lot of free time right now, so I'm not really playing anything I want to be playing. But when I do have the free time, I find myself kind of gravitating towards Call of Duty zombies right now way more than Halo. And I'm a little ashamed to admit it. I don't wish that was the the case, but maybe it's just a phase and a, a thing I'm going through right now where it's just kind of what I'm feeling. So I got to play what I'm feeling. But Halo Infinite just hasn't. I was fully expecting this game to grab me from the minute it was released and then everything else to disappear off my radar. But that's not the case. Instead, I constantly feel this pressure to check in on Halo and to do the daily challenges and to get the winner gear and all that stuff. But I really want to go fuck around my VR headset or go play Vanguard. And I'm a little conflicted on that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel you there. I haven't been playing it really since campaign. Um, I've actually, I've been kind of depending on your stream uh twitch.tv slash lightning extreme subscribe follow uh, 
Show me I've really been leaning on you uh, because I haven't been playing Halo, but I'm like, oh, when he streams, that's when I'll get back into Halo. You know, because yeah. I, I haven't, I just haven't been feeling it. I, I, in fact, I do. I think it's just that time of year where, honestly, work is busy, life is busy. When you finally get a little bit of free time, I'm too tired for something as, again, as intense as this. Yeah. And in a weird way, I think Halo 5, with all, with all of its like Spartan abilities, was actually a little less intense. And this is going to sound really technical, but in Halo I 5... I really think Halo 5 you was could, a like, your game, though. I know, but in Halo 5, I could like Spartan boost or something to get to like cover or get out of a room or something with enemies, so I could take a second to like heal and stuff. And just that ability to like disengage made the combat feel like less punishing in halo infinite every gun has perfect accuracy from anywhere so i am just running across the map and some dude a map away has a pistol and he doesn't miss a shot i'm just dead right he hits every shot on my head and i'm dead now i i'm the way i talk about this i'm not terrible i mean brag about my skills here guys i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty good at the game i'm not like god tier but Fucking i'm pretty nerd. good plat three but I am a plat three. I don't know if that means anything because I ranked and then didn't touch it again. But the point is, I'm not terrible at the game. I just, it's too sweaty. It's too aggressive. I want to relax. That Halo is not that game for me. For me, that's like Counter Strike. If I want to play a game like that, I want to play that. I don't want to play Halo Infinite as if it's Counter Strike. That's a nightmare. I want to relax. I'm not playing Warzone right now. I'm playing Halo. Let's dial it back like 10 notches. And I don't even know if there's anything 343 could do about that because I really don't think that's their fault. I think that's just gamers today are either getting better at games or I'm getting older and I have less time to play games. So your average person's skill is higher and mine is getting lower Mm. or something, but it feels really stressful to play. And I'm not digging it. Yeah. I just want to clarify as we wrap up with Halo. We both sound I I think to some people might sound like we're both really down on Halo Infinite. I don't want to give off that impression. I have criticisms of Halo Infinite and the way this game works, especially with it being a game that launched content incomplete and a game that's supposed to survive as a 10 year platform for Halo. I just want to be clear that this is a game I really, really love. And and if for whatever reason, if there was a way we could look at Halo Infinite in its own context without the other Halo games being a thing that exists, I would say Halo Infinite is damn near a perfect game, and I absolutely adore it. It's just that Halo is my favorite franchise, my favorite video game franchises of all time. I love Halo. I love Sonic. I love Mario. So I'm super, super critical of these games when they come out, and I and I just want them to be the best because this is the game I'm going to default to. You know, this is my thing. This is my comfort. This is the universe I love. These are the characters I love. This is the game I love. And so just like how, you know, what was I going to say? Just... Just like how I guess I've never talked about on the show, but just like how when Super Mario Odyssey came out in 2017, I was really critical of that game because I thought it simply wasn't as good as as Mario Galaxies one and two, which are the games it, 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 uh, it, you know, is is a sequel to. And that's kind of what I'm feeling with Halo Infinite, where I'm like, hey, this is a great game on its own. But I got to be honest, I feel like it's not it's not really passing the bar set from the game before it. It's just kind of off in its own world, doing its own thing, setting its new standards, setting its new bar in its own way. And that doesn't mean I don't love it in its own context, but I have my criticisms of it. And I think there's a lot of potential for Halo Infinite to get a lot better or maybe even a lot worse as time progresses because we're waiting on new maps. We're waiting on new balancing. We're waiting on new progression system. We're waiting on new... um, we're waiting on new campaigns. We're waiting on a bunch of new shit. We're waiting on forge. We're waiting on co-op. So the thing is this game, you know, 
in a year, two years, three years, I don't know. Halo Infinite might be my favorite Halo game of all time, hands down, once I've sat with it longer, once they've added more content, once we've gotten a new campaign. I don't know. But as it stands right now, my my attitude with Halo Infinite is in its own isolated context, it's a masterpiece. But as a sequel to Halo 5, it's a great game with a couple of really big flaws that I, I, I'm really not happy to say are there, but they are. Yeah, I would say my final note on Halo is just briefly, it's being held to a higher standard. Halo has set a higher bar than most other games. Halo Infinite is a really, really, really good game. I, I mean... It does. I love Ratchet and Clank. If I put Halo Infinite above Ratchet and Clank, that's high praise for Halo, mm-hmm. right? I'm just saying, uh, story. It really comes down to story for me. It, it just hurts. It hurts that that game didn't follow up because I, I was like jaw on the ground at the end of Halo Five. This game didn't do that justice. But I, I don't want to keep beating this drum for Halo. Halo Five, Halo Infinite is an amazing game. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have Game Pass. You probably played Halo Infinite. You know it's a great game. So I, I don't even know, guys. You already today's know today's awesome. podcast is sponsored by Halo Infinite and Raid Shadow Legends, which is now available in Raid Shadow Legends, available in <laughs> Fortnite Season Three. All right, so yeah, let's move on from that. You have two more games. I'm yeah. sorry to hijack your yeah. uh, your top no, five, but I figured it was more natural to have the conversation all together than to have half of it now and then the other half when I go. Yeah, 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 I get you. All right, so number two, I can't... I'm surprised to be putting this above Halo, but Deathloop. Deathloop is so... I don't know if we swear on this podcast, but so freaking amazing. This is God, where I, I kick him game. off the show. Uh, get out of here. This game is so good. All right, this is one of those rare cases where you hear about a game and you are super hyped and you follow the game every step of the way and you never know what the hell it is, but you just follow it and it looks amazing and then you play it and it is amazing. Deathloop is so good. If you are someone that likes really linear action-y first-person shooters, Deathloop is amazing. It can be completely linear. You go through the game, you feel like you get the full experience of that world, and you have so much fun with such solid mechanics. Or, if you want to take your time and explore this crazy world, you can do that too. There's so much there, and you can really experience that game how you want to experience it, because it really is a, a loop. It's the same day over and over again. So, you can just go through the whole game or you can take your time and experience the different locations and whatever. It is so good. Deathloop cannot say enough positive about Deathloop. I, I, I don't know. This is an Xbox podcast. It's not even on an Xbox platform. This will be an Xbox I played it on game. PC. This will be, an it Xbox. will be an Xbox game. And, it is and when it PC. is an Xbox game, you are going to love it. Um, oh, I don't know about that, but I'm, def- I'm no, definitely giving this game this. a shot when it's on Xbox. You're gonna like I, I always right want to connect with arcane games, but I they, ne- this they never will be do. the one. They never this do will be the I one. wanted to love Prey, I wanted to love Dishonored. I, I want to like this game, but I it doesn't this excite me. This is not Prey or Dishonored. It doesn't excite I, me. I know it doesn't excite you, but you're gonna love it. This game is actually something special. And it's it's a lot more nuanced than you would think. The characters are so much deeper than you would initially think. And it's one of those games where it's really fun, fast-paced action, really solid shooting. And the story never stops. You always have characters talking to each other, adding some extra dialogue, some extra way more than Halo Infinite did it. Uh, If you actually explore around in Halo Infinite, most of the game is silence. And I actually kind of hated that. Um, If you go straight through the story, though, you're right. It it actually is. It's very chatty if you go right through the story like I did. 
but Deathloop is like endless. If it's not your character and the person hunting you are always talking, which is amazing. But if it's not them talking, it's like the NPCs in the world interacting with each other and talking. It never stops. The world always gets deeper and deeper. And it's so good. You don't even know – by the time you're done with the game, you don't even know who the bad guy was. If you were the bad guy or they were the bad guys or whatever. But you were just in this crazy world and it is intoxicatingly amazing. And I cannot wait to just replay the game endlessly because it deserves it. So Deathloop, when it comes to Xbox or if you have PC, play Deathloop. Most of the people in this uh, – we, we all seem to like first-person shooters. Deathloop is an amazing first-person shooter. Play it cool i have nothing else to add to that game until it comes to xbox so i know i know you don't and then number one no surprise to you resident evil village uh this game is oh my god this game is so good between this and doom eternal this decade is looking really really good already resident evil village is amazing there oh my god i don't know how to talk about it it's just resident evil 7 was like the original resident evil brought to a modern era right this is resident evil 4 brought to a modern era Mm. so everybody loves resident evil 4 this is it right except modern and it is so good in it for some reason this team knows what's up they they like perfectly encapsulate what you want out of resident evil if you love you're like old you're in a creepy mansion or something this has elements of that in it if you like your more straightforward gunplay first person shootery this has it this has your action movie this has your straight up psychological horror film in it it is everything in one package and it somehow works the game just works it is so good it feels like there's so much room to explore but also if you want to just play linear, it feels like you can go straight through the game. It, it's so scalable to whatever you want to experience the game as. It is the first game I've gotten every achievement on like in the last like eight years or so. I On Xbox, I actually have all 50 out of 50 achievements on this game. I have beaten this game like 13 times already. I can't stop playing nerd. it. It is so good. I, I am a nerd. I am a huge nerd for this. But listen, Resident Evil Village is like actually amazing and it sets a higher bar for all games in fact it's perfect for you because it's the kind of thing you always talk about a smaller more contained game that knows what it is you play it you finish it and you're done with it for most people that's what this would be this game feels very double a with a lot more polish and it's really great i loved resident Uh, evil 7 i went back and replayed it this year i I enjoyed it a lot and i definitely want to play this game this game's a lot more actiony though. That sounds than that's, even, that's even more of a plus for me. Yeah, it's a lot more action. Like you'll you'll get a number of different like shotguns, sniper rifles, pistols, whatever, yeah. machine guns, all that no, kind of th- stuff. This, in this, game. this game is one of the games I missed this year that I that I, I actually wish I hadn't because it's pretty high up my list as far as backlog yeah. goes. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat this one's drum anymore because I know horror is pretty niche, but yeah, but Resident Evil is a, Resident Evil's Evil's a huge it. franchise. Everyone who knows about games knows Resident Evil. I know, but I was the only person to put it on my list this year. Unless you're going to surprise us. All right, guys. My top five games are in order. <laughs> Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 5 Special Edition, Resident Evil Pre-Order Bonus Edition, Resident Evil The Keychain Pre-Order Bonus you get exclusively at GameStop, and Resident Evil The DLC. 
the yes. the multiplayer mode that actually didn't launch with the game that was supposed to launch with the game. Yeah, it's still not out, is it's it? Supposed to come out this I think spring. it still hasn't come out. It's launching oh separate God. from Resident Evil, I think. It's going to be free to play and it's supposed to come out in spring. What are they doing with that? I really wonder. They realized what it wasn't fun and they went back to the drawing board. Which is awesome, by the way. How often do publishers actually do that? Yeah. They're really handling Resident Evil well these days. Ever They're since trying. 7, this game, this franchise has been on like a, a different level. They've actually really stepped it up. Yeah. I want to play this and I want to play Resident Evil 4 in VR. I, I, I definitely, there's a lot of Resident Evil I need to get to. I need to finish Resident Evil 2 Remake, but oh, I, so I, I have gone from I hate all horror games to I like Resident Evil and Outlast. So, yeah, Resident Evil, Evil is very, very fun. They're very action y games, actually. Yeah. Surprisingly. And I, and I enjoy right. the camp with the writing. Uh,. I don't feel like they're as campy as that made it sound. Oh, I okay. meant what well, I meant with like the like old Resident Evil, like Resident Evil Two and Three. Oh, Resident Evil One is delightful. The voice acting's so good. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll never play that unless they do a Resident Evil Two remake style for it. Uh, anyway, it needs it. So okay, we're actually. I told you every time you don't have a plan, that's when the podcast runs long. We're almost at two hours, so. It's because Halo Infinite. Fuck you, Halo Infinite. Halo. You stupid piece of shit. Worst game ever. Why can't you just be 2015 again, where it was Windows 10 just coming out, and we still had the Windows Phone, and Surface Pro 4 just came out, and Microsoft Band 2 just came out, and Halo 5 came out, and all that shit happened in one fall period, and I was just there as a Microsoft fanboy, like, with my arms stretched out, spinning around the rain, staring at the sky, mouth wide open, just agape, just letting all the rain pour in, because I didn't care, hands in the air. Wet hair, don't care. Anyway, those are your top five games. We know the audience's yes. top five games, but now we'll probably go a little fast, faster than I was originally planning just because we uh, we talked about Halo Infinite, and I might throw in another nod or two, but I, I mean, I, I want to talk about my other four games. So I want to start out as well with some honorable mentions, which I'll run through real quick. This was harder than I thought. I really thought I had my top five locked in, Today, when I was like trying to write them out and think about it, I actually I actually struggled a bit. So I'm going to go through my honorable mentions. My number one honorable mention is Sonic Colors Ultimate, which is a re-release of the 2010 Wii game Sonic Colors. So even though, yes, it's on Xbox. Yes, it was this year. Yes, it was like kind of like a new release. It, it's a re-release of an old game. So I don't think it would be fair to be like, oh, yeah, my number four game is this, you know, whatever. Although I guess it could be because I said games you played in 2021. I didn't say games that came out. So whatever. I just want to be a little more fair and well-rounded in my list. So I didn't put this in the top five, but you guys know me. I'm a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Sonic Colors is one of my all-time favorite games. I think this game has a 10 out of 10 masterpiece soundtrack and score. I think the art design for this game is masterpiece level. I think some of the level design is some of the like top three best Sonic games of all time. The story and the writing is a little weak for a Sonic game, but uh, ultimately I think this game is so much fun and it was such a blast getting to replay it and enjoy it with all the new modern updates and twists and additions they threw into the game. So I won't get into that too much because I know it's like me and Mr. Mickey and everyone else here hates Sonic. So I won't bore you too much, but Sonic colors ultimate gets my first honorable mention. I have four others. Um, I want to give a shout out to Call of Duty Vanguard because this is a game everyone wanted to hate. Everyone does hate. Everyone expected it to suck. Everyone thought, oh, Battlefield's going to be way better than Vanguard and Call uh, Halo is going to be way better than Vanguard. And yes, Halo is definitely better than Vanguard. And Battlefield is, you know, it's it's a preference. Which one do you like more? Call of Duty or Battlefield? 
But I, I, I think Call of Duty Vanguard ended up putting up way more of a fight than most people expected it to. This game is way better than it had any right to be. I had zero intention of buying this game until right around the time it came out. They were like, oh, by the way, Treyarch, your favorite Call of Duty developer, they're making the zombies in this game. I'm like, fuck. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And we're taking some of the multiplayer maps from Call of Duty World at War, the best Call of Duty ever, and we're putting them into the multiplayer. And I was like, okay, I'm buying this game. So I ended up impulse buying it last minute. And you know what? I don't regret it. This game has really really good multiplayer it has a shit ton of maps you want to talk about compared to halo infinite call of duty vanguard is pretty polished it has like 16 or 18 maps from the start it has a shit ton of weapons tons of progression really good progression on these weapons um and just shit tons of multiplayer content to explore it feels like next gen call of duty you know it's it's more like modern warfare 2019 style multiplayer with all the new additions that call of duty has it it looks really good it feels really good it's very fun to play and that new um that new pacing option where you can pick what mode you want to play but pick the pacing if you want a few play like few players in the map or a bunch of players in the map and you can kind of choose how frantic a game is absolutely changes call of duty for me i play everything on blitz now which is just Put as many players into the map as humanly possible so that games are fast, they're frantic, and it's just people spawning at all angles, shooting each other, motherfuckers flying all over the place. It's just insane. It's ridiculous. And it's some of the most fun I've had in Call of Duty multiplayer in a very long time. So this game is very, very fun. The zombies turned out to be extremely, extremely disappointing. Um, I still have a fun time playing it, putting on a podcast and just turning off my brain. Um, the, the, The campaign, I played through the whole thing. It's pretty disappointing. There's some highlights from the campaign, but for the most part, the campaign's not great. But I mean, you play Call of Duty for the multiplayer and the multiplayer really shines in Vanguard. So wanted to give the game a shout out for that. Yeah, I just wanted to say Champion Hill was phenomenal. And that pacing thing that you were talking about where you pick how many players are in the match that do not underestimate that anybody. That is awesome. That is that is something all Call of Duty needs to adopt for now on because that is so good. It's like if you want to play like an intense game of Call of Duty, you can do a smaller player count or if you just want to like pull out a shotgun and go crazy, it like doubles the player count on a map. It's so cool and it's like custom tailored to each map. So it doesn't just like overload a map or whatever in general. It's like based on that map's player count. It it's fantastic. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. Pe- but those are really people want People want to shit on Call of Duty because it's annualized, which means to the player, to like gamers' perception that you know it's the same game every year. They just put out more maps, a new skin, sixty dollars, new game, whatever. This is a feature that genuinely evolves the Call of Duty formula. You can shit on Call of Duty all you want because they put out a new game every year, but guess what? The game is very good. It's very polished and it's very fun to play. And this is a feature that really does take the multiplayer to the next level. So you can say, you know, it's just a rehash of the same shit all you want. But this is the kind of content you would ask for if you wanted if you if you were a guy who was like, hey, so what's so new about this Call of Duty that I need to buy this one over last year's and the year before that and the year before that this pacing option? That's a that's a I think that's a game selling feature. It really does change everything. And also, I just want to give this game a shout out because. Obviously, all the shit happening with Activision, with Bobby Kotick and these assholes at Blizzard and some of these assholes that even work at Sledgehammer and Treyarch, these teams that make this very game we're talking about. Some really terrible people and some really terrible things that have happened at this company that we're learning about this year. And, you know, thank God these stories are coming to light so that these people can be dealt with and there can hopefully be consequences for some of these assholes, at least. But I want to give a shout out because 
the, we've been we're covering this story extensively on the podcast for months now. But the thing is, the people who work for all these various Activision teams are overwhelmingly 99% really passionate, hardworking developers who really care about these projects. And regardless of what Bobby Kotick deems is, is, is the course of action or what he does or what some other asshole executive does or what some sexist pig does, regardless of that, the majority of the people who work at Sledgehammer, at Treyarch, at all these teams... They are passionate game developers who really want to put out great products for people to enjoy. And unfortunately, as much as I, I give Sledgehammer shit, they're my least favorite Call of Duty developer. I, I really feel for Sledgehammer because this year was their opportunity to be like, okay, guys, we think we really got a Call of Duty game this year you're going to like. I know you didn't like World War II a few years ago, but you're really going to like Vanguard. And they got shit on because they weren't Call of Duty or because they because they weren't Battlefield 2042 because Halo Infinite looks so good by comparison because there's so much shit going on on a corporate level with Activision that it just makes the whole brand and all their teams look bad by way of association. And that sucks if you're one of the majority of people who just really wanted to put out a great product for people to enjoy. Now your whole release, your time to shine with Call of Duty Vanguard is just flooded with Halo's better. Your CEO sucks. This guy did this thing. It's like, well, you know, most of these people, they don't have control over that. They just really want to put out a good game for people to play. So even though Call of Duty is obviously the best selling game of the year, every of the year, every year, and even though this game is going to be just fine without my support and my vouching for it, I am happy to try and try and put some positivity out there towards Sledgehammer because that's a really shitty circumstance to be putting your game out. You know, it, you did nothing wrong. You're just trying to put out a game and everyone's like, fuck Activision, down with Activision. You're like, man, I just really wanted people to enjoy this new pacing thing we implemented into our Call of Duty game. But now everyone's just talking about our CEO because obviously he's a shithead and that that sucks. So did want to just put that out there i'll speed through the rest of my honorable mentions i put this as a a, a buy one get one so kind of like what you did acting basher i put bullet storm full clip edition and outriders this year i really fell in love with developer people can fly and i've gained a lot of respect for them this is bullet storms a game i've been trying to get around to for years really glad i finally did these games are very very gameplay forward their their stories are stupid their characters are stupid their worlds are kind of whatever and it all, in my opinion, it actually serves the gameplay. It's so like bro shooter. This is dumb. Who gives a shit? Let's get on with the action that it really serves just how fucking fun these games are. They're so kinetic. They're so they feel so good. The controls, the the, the weightiness, everything about these games are phenomenal. And I've really enjoyed playing both of these games from People Can Fly. I especially feel bad for Outriders because it came out earlier in the year and it was kind of like the big story around it was, oh, it's included in Game Pass. And then no one ever really talked about the fact that, oh, it's also a really good game. And it had some bugs at launch that kind of got in the way of uh, of the situation uh, of the of the story as well. So I really loved both these games. Really glad I played them. Shout out to People Can Fly. Great developer. And I'm, I'm looking forward to more Outriders content in the form of DLC uh, coming soon. And then my last uh, honorable mention was Psychonauts 2. Now, this one, I actually feel bad that didn't actually make my top five, but it's a very competitive year for me. So I want to just say this game is incredibly creative, clever and funny. This year, I played Psychonauts one and two for the first time. So all this franchise is finally, you know, I finally have it under my belt, but it's all new for me. And I just got to say, this is a game we this is a game that serves as an example of the kind of creativity and charm that I think this industry really needs more of. Tim Schafer is such a bright and interesting mind. And I I am so I'm so jealous and envious 
of the kind of wit in 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 humor and charm that this game just oozes when I played it because there's so much of this like game's humor and it's in its heart and its storytelling that I relate to and really adore and I feel like is very my style um but at the same time I'm I'm almost envious of because I'm like damn I I feel like if I were going to write a game this is the kind of story I would write or like these are the kinds of jokes I would include like I I love and adore Psychonauts 2 especially because I just think it is such a clever game and it's such a fun game and it's such a it's such a funny game and there's just there's just so much heart to it like when you play this game you just walk away like just at every at every turn it's like i love how they constantly drill this idea about the brain and psychology and like these like you know human conditions and themes of just like of like pain and turmoil and happiness and sorrow and and love and and all these things and they just translate like these human cognitive disorders and emotions and feelings and translate it all into gameplay mechanics and story elements and it's so clever the way they do this obviously psychonauts one did this expertly but i think psychonauts 2 takes it to another level and i just really really admired the hell out of this game it doesn't make my top five because it's not a game i played and was like okay i want to play that again someday and it's not a game i find myself thinking about a lot but the time i did spend with it i absolutely adored so psychonauts 2 also welcome to the uh welcome to the family double fine of course but uh let me jump into my actual top five so my number five game I selected this year and I, I and I gave these all those subtitles. So this is the award. This is the game or my, my favorite game that I didn't even finish playing this year. And I'm giving this one to Cyber Shadow. This game came out really early in the year. In fact, I think it came out in January. Um, I forget the name of the developer. It's, it's literally a one man team published by Yacht Club Games, the guys that do Shovel Knight. And I absolutely love this game. It's part Ninja Gaiden meets Mega Man meets just fucking like um uh what's that Sega Samurai game fucking what Shinobi Shinobi yeah and it's it's so it's so good this game is just expertly crafted where every element of the game just feels it's just insanely addicting it's insanely challenging and I, I hate when like places like IGN say this but like that fun but fair thing where it's like every time you die it's like fuck that's hard but also I totally see what I need to do and why I died there and I I'll get it next time. And you, the respawn time is fast enough and the understanding of like what you need to do is clear enough that like, it never feels like you're getting cheap and unfair and grueling deaths, but you will die a lot in this game, but it's just so rewarding to keep playing and getting better and to see the way you progress in this game and be like, man, I used to die so much on this level and on this boss fight. Now I can go back and just breeze through that shit. But now it's so fun on the next level. Almost sounds like I'm talking about dark souls games, but I'm not, I'm talking about like NES style 2d games. And I just found this game to be phenomenal. Now I did end up quitting on it because as you may recall, this game had made the cardinal sin of having uneven gamer score. So if I continued playing the game, it would probably make my gamer score uneven. So I've, I've told myself I do want to get back to this game in the future. But if I do, I'm going to play it on either Steam or my Nintendo Switch because I'm not risking this thing fucking up my gamer score again. Um, but I, I, I got to say, Cyber Shadow was such a pleasant surprise. You guys say I don't talk about indie games enough. This is an indie game making my top five. Absolute must play. Gorgeous, gorgeous sprite art style really really cool uh, character designs and worlds and enemies and just so fun top to bottom cannot recommend enough cyber shadow for the uh, for the veterans out there 
listen to the first, I don't know, maybe 100 episodes back when he used to do that, like uh, he would do discuss new games uh, and only judge them by a picture. Listen to every single game that looked like this one, every game that was sprite art and just listen to what he had to say about it to hear him put one of these in his top five of the year is actually pretty impressive Hell, because yeah. he's yeah. never had a good thing to say about a game that had I play before. many of these games. I I played Celeste. I played I played Shovel Knight. Yeah, but this game I doesn't look as Rock good Melee. as Celeste. This does look a lot like Shovel Knight, though. We're like the same. Like, it it is such a count. good game. Launched into Game Pass. You have no excuse. Try Sh- Cyber Shadow. Probably on Nintendo Switch because you don't want that uneven, disgusted gamer score. Which, by the way, I'm friends with a lot of you guys on Xbox now. And I got to be honest, I notice a lot of you guys have that dirty, dirty, uneven gamer score. So do something about that. Maybe a New Year's Wait, resolution for 22, right? Uh, I don't think oh, no, you do. No, I need to find out what I have. All right. My number four game is uh, this is the award for the or this is this is the game I, I tagged as the most refreshing game I played this year. And I'm giving this one to Scarlet Nexus for the number four spot. Now, Scarlet Nexus, this is this is the fun part about being your own individual person that has your own path of games and things and medium and entertainment or whatever you choose to consume and how you choose to consume it. Because if you are a Japanese role-playing gamer, I think Scarlet Nexus might fall squarely in like the middle of the road category for you. But if you're someone like me who almost never plays stuff like this, uh, Scarlet Nexus is such a pleasant surprise because this is like my once in every so many years kind of fix of this kind of game. And so it was very refreshing as someone who really loves first person shooters, 3D platformers, Western style games. It was very refreshing to play Scarlet Nexus because it's a very action forward Japanese role playing game with some simi life stuff and this kind of like manga anime style, like cinematic storytelling thing as cutscene thing. And it's very, very, very heavily um, narrative based and it's very melodramatic and anime and convoluted in its plot and teen stuff and weird twisty anime Japanese shit. It feels like every anime you've seen on Crunchyroll in the past 10 years. And I don't know what it is about this game, but it just, it's one of those random things where normally this is not my cup of tea, but this game just clicked. I knew from the second I saw it, I wanted to play it. Bandai Namco. I love, I used to love the tales games. So I jumped on Scarlet Nexus and I enjoyed my whole 35 hour playthrough on this game, knocked it out in a week's time and, and, and loved every bit of it. I thought this game was just so much fun to play. The gameplay, the combat loop was so fun, even though it was, you know, kind of like a little bit of a redundant modern Japanese action RPG kind of combat style. I found it to be so frenetic and so, so fun with the constant, like, borrowing your squad mates like psychokinesis abilities and things like that and different like elemental abilities to to fight different types of enemies but also to just get so good at using everyone's abilities and understanding their abilities that you can just quickly switch between them in this like frantic fast combat environment i found that to be so rewarding and so fun and i really thought i was gonna get tired and bored of it after a few hours but i actually never did and uh it, uh, it was hey it's one of those like any japanese role-playing game it's a game where you can avoid certain enemy encounters if you really want to but i never wanted to i always enjoyed the combat i always was intrigued by the story even when it got more and more down the convoluted japanese mmo or japanese role-playing rabbit hole and uh i i really really loved this game i, I wanted to go back and play it again from the female's perspective just to get the other bits of the story 
but I ended up fucking up my save file and I'm not going back and doing it all again. So that's not going to happen, but I, I really want to give a huge shout out to Scarlet Nexus. This game was a real big palate cleanser for me and a really fun, fun surprise this year. Um, I assume you have, I don't know that one. It looks really good. It's just, uh, I, I don't know. I like a lot of those Bamco, uh, Bamco JRPGs, but this one looks like what I hate are the hack and slash ones. I hate when they're just straight up hack and slashes. And this game looked like one, unless I'm mistaken. Maybe it's not that, but I don't know. I feel like I'm not into that. I feel like you might consider a hack and slash. I mean, it depends. I mean, it's not obviously it's not turn based combat. It's like action, like kind of like Kingdom yeah, Hearts like, or like the modern Final Fantasy games. But I hate the modern Final Fantasy. Right. Games. But there's so much of this, like in real time, borrowing everyone else's abilities and using them as your own that it's there's just so much. Sounds like Kingdom Hearts. There's, yeah, it, 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 it honestly is the closest game I've ever played that I can compare the combat style to is Kingdom Hearts for sure. I like it more than Kingdom Hearts from a combat perspective. But obviously, I like it more than Kingdom Hearts overall. I fucking hate Kingdom Hearts. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts combat is fun. But I think it's more is, fun in Scarlet Nexus than it is in Kingdom Hearts. Is this a Game Pass game or no? Uh, yeah, oh, actually, it is in Game Pass. They they did add it to Game Pass. I might actually give that a try. It yeah. sounds interesting enough to try. Yeah, it's a big commitment, but it's one of those things where it's either going to grab you and it's going to be easy to play through, or it's not going to be your thing and you'll fall off after an hour or two. I mean, I tend to like JRPGs. I can't yeah. think of the last one I didn't like, so yeah, I'll give it a try. This is a weird one. I, I, I can't say that like if another game similar to this came out tomorrow, I'd be all over it, but this one, for whatever reason, just happened to click with me, and I'm really glad it did. It was a really, really good game. Uh, number three for me, this is the game I titled this, the game that I just could not put away no matter how badly I wanted to. And this award goes to Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Uh, this is the first game that wasn't a 2021 game that uh, on my list. And I got to be honest, like I've been on a journey with Call of Duty these past few years. And if you've just been listening to the show for a year or two, you might think, oh, this guy is a Call of Duty shill. That's not true. I loved Call of Duty back. You know, I'm part of that generation that really grew up with Modern Warfare 2 and and Black Ops 1 and stuff like that. But I, I really did fall off Call of Duty after like Black Ops 2. And I just did not give a shit, basically, from Advanced Warfare up through Black Ops 4. I just did not care about Call of Duty. But for whatever reason, particularly Black Ops Cold War, it has pulled me back and made me re-fall in love with Call of Duty. And I have so many criticisms about this game. I, there are so many ways in which I don't think this is a perfect Call of Duty game, but this is by far the best Call of Duty entry, in my opinion, since 2012's Black Ops 2. I'm definitely more of a, of a Treyarch guy, as many of you know, but Black Ops Cold War has just been such an awesome ride for me. Every time I think, that's it, I'm done. This game is taking up two terabytes of fucking storage to stay on my Xbox. I gotta be done with it, move on to other games. Every time I think I'm done, I just find myself getting DH. I'm like, oh, but that fucking zombies is good. I want to go play more of that zombies. I want to go put on a podcast, get lost in a, in a discussion from someone else talking about something on my podcast and just unwind, turn off my brain and play some zombies. Or like that multiplayer is really fucking good and I want to grind out that stupid battle pass and, and figure out what weapon combination I like the best and just keep playing those maps. And oh, I, I'm so glad they put all these Black Ops 2 maps in the game. It's just... This game is so much fun. It, it launched in a really fun place and they constantly added so many good maps and multiplayer, so many good zombie maps. And 
even though I don't think it reaches the highs that, you know, the best Call of Duty's ever reached, like Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops 1 or World at War or anything like that, I definitely think it is way, way superior to anything we've gotten in recent history. It's way better to me than Call of Duty Black Ops 3 or Black Ops 4, or Infinite Warfare or Advanced Warfare or World War 2 or even Modern Warfare 2019, which I know people love. I even like that game a little bit, but man, Black Ops Cold War to me is just far and away the best call of duty we've seen in so, so long. And it's, it's reminded me what it was like to be 13 years old playing modern warfare two with my friends after school. Again, it, it reminded me of why I loved this game, why I love this gameplay loop. And I, it's everything. It's everything from the gameplay to the kind of just approach and how they did the content. It's very like old school call of duty content. And it's, it's also the setting. It's just kind of taking black ops back to like that older, older cold war era style. I, I obviously this one's a little more 1980s a little less 1960s but still to me like this game it just i don't know it, it's i talk about how halo is often that game for me where it just it brings me back to the best days of my life as as a youth playing my favorite games on 360 black ops cold war absolutely does that for me and uh even though you know a lot of people didn't like it or a lot of people think modern warfare 2019 was better or a lot of gamers just are over call of duty and they think call of duty is dumb now I, I get it. I have my criticisms too. I hate the Warzone engine. I hate the whole like every game mode in Call of Duty has to look and kind of run like Warzone. I hate that this game always had some frame rate issues and they just never properly optimized it for Series X, even though I paid an extra $10 to get the fucking next gen version of the game. There's plenty of criticism I have about this game, but at the end of the day, I cannot help the fact that when I'm not playing this game, I'm thinking about this game. And when I think about zombies and call of duty like i used to love so much when i was younger call of duty black ops cold war gives me the same itch the same kind of excitement the same kind of i want to go do that again that i used to get and i i like regardless of the criticisms you may have about call of duty or this game in particular i cannot deny a game that gives me that feeling again and so for that call of duty black ops cold war gladly gets the number three spot as my favorite game this year do you have anything to add to that yeah. i know you don't like this game that much so I think Black Ops 4, for me, was my favorite Call of Duty, just hands down. I loved Black Ops 4. Um, I also think Black Ops 3 was awesome. I really loved that era of Call of Duty. Everything from, like, um, <clears throat> Ghosts through Black Ops 4, I think, was probably my favorite era of COD. And everything since Modern Warfare has just felt wrong. They just feel weird, they feel different, and I'm not as into them. Of the three new ones, I probably like Vanguard and then Cold War the most. And Cold War certainly had better zombies than Vanguard. I don't know. I can understand why you like it. I, I did definitely have a lot of fun playing this game, but it's not good enough to be number three of the year. It's it's just not. It, if you said it was in your top ten, I'd be like, all right, respectable. Top three, eh, get out of here. Just I'm, bump up uh, Cyber Shadow. Yeah, agree to disagree. I love this game so much. Uh, in no. fact, I'm even wearing a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War shirt. Are you really? Yeah, well, my my girlfriend and I went to the mall for the first time in like literally two years uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago. And my girlfriend was like, oh, hot topic. Can we go in? I was like, you can't be serious. We're not about to be in our mid-20s and walk into a hot topic like we're 14 again. And we did. 
and they had like an they had like an everything must go sales rack and i was like hot topic's so lame now it's just deadpool this and pikachu that when i was a kid i was buying system of a down and fallout boy shirts here because i was cool and then i'm like in the back of the store looking at they're like get this shit out of our inventory sales rack and i found i found it was like buy one get two free so it was like 15 dollars get three shirts and i was like we found like an all-time low shirt and a call of duty black ops cold war shirt and an afi shirt and all this shit and i'm like oh my i was like holy crap it's like 2007 just like knocked on the door and was like here's a bunch of shirts for jesse (laughs) you know it's like so funny it, it was it was so weird i was like i cannot believe one I let you drag me in this hot topic and two, I am voluntarily like, we got to get these shirts. So I am wearing my black ops, cold war shirt that I got for basically $5. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It's a good game. I mean, if we're being completely honest, it's a very solid FPS. It's just, I don't think I'm in a a very call of duty mood these days. I'll probably jump back in in like two or three years. And then whatever game I play, then I'll be like, Oh my God, this was the best COD ever. And I think that's a lot of it too. It's just like, there's a random time where you get bit by the COD bug again. And then it's like the, whatever the game happens to be that, that is available when you get that feeling just happens to be the game that clicks for you, I guess. Exactly. I I think that except you were weird. You got your bug when modern warfare came out, but to go back to old black ops. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, cause, cause modern warfare 2019 was the game where I was like, maybe I'm getting back into cod and I liked the campaign a lot and I didn't get to play the other mode because they gatekeeped it from Xbox. And I thought the multiplayer oh, was that. really cool looking, but really fucking sucked because the maps were too big and it was sniping heaven. And they, I fucking hated the multiplayer, but the campaign was really good. And then black ops cold war came out and I was feeling nostalgic for zombies and old black ops one. And I was like, let me give it a try. I need something new to play on my Series X and the rest is history. Anyway, let me jump on because we got to wrap this up. My number two game. This is the game I titled the the game. I literally thought I would never play my entire life, but ended up falling in love with in the end. And this one goes to Skyrim Elder Scrolls. Skyrim. <laughs> what? Yeah, that is so funny. That is so funny. Skyrim released in 2011 is my number two game of 2021 on its 10 year anniversary. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what else to say about this game. I shamelessly ragged on everyone in the world for liking this game for the past decade. We've had three presidents since Skyrim came out and I have made fun of everyone within a 50 mile radius of me for liking this game. And then one day I randomly got an impulse to download it and play it. And I was like, I'll probably enjoy it for an hour and then get tired of it and be done. And it was, and then the second I jumped into, it, I was like, this is my new favorite game. I am a Skyrim Lord. And that is so funny. I, I don't know what to say. It's like, I'm so tired of open world games. I'm so tired of the whole, like the world opens up and you go make your own adventure. You go do whatever you want. You go figure out what kind of adventure you want to have. I'm so fucking tired of that in games i want a linear game where the creator's like here's the story do this go here go there talk to that person done i want linear funnel me through the game tell a specific story end a discussion but for some reason skyrim is the magic game where i'm just like yeah yeah i'm gonna explore skyrim and i just i fucking love it. i love walking around that world and being in it and listening to people just be so stupid and the writing is so funny and everyone's so 
so they just talk so weird and the dragons are stupid but it's fun all the time it's just i i have no way to put this into proper context no way to articulate it but i i'm enamored with this game when i when i play it i don't know why i hate medieval fantasy i hate open world games i adore skyrim well i'm not in that weird camp you're in i I loved this game from the beginning. Like everybody else, I played it when it came out and I was like greatest game ever. And I played like 50 hours of it in a week and I thought it was the greatest game of all time. So I, I don't, I'm in the camp of, I was made fun of by you for liking this game. Oh yeah. So I, all I can say is that is hilarious to hear you say that because I guarantee you, you played whatever version of this game was the most straightforward path oh, yeah. from start to end, oh, yeah. which is hilarious to me because, God, the best parts of that game are like the Dark Brotherhood yeah. stuff. You know, it's well, like when you fall off the beaten tra- uh, beaten path and you're doing like side quests and stuff. That's when the game really shines. And I'm but excited to get honestly, into all that. Yeah, honestly, although I'll just say I'm happy that you finally gave it a try and that you do like it because... It sounds like Xbox First Party is going to be walking down this road a lot more these days. Yeah. So you better yeah. better start getting into yeah, these kinds of games. Cause... There was just something about Xbox putting up $7 billion to acquire Bethesda that just made me realize how good Skyrim was. That is funny. Uh, no, but Avowed? Oh, yeah. that's the one I can't I'm so for. excited for oh, Avowed now. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I want to see what they do with it. I want to see them hopefully do generic fantasy in a different way than Bethesda. Hmm. Yeah, but look at that. So yeah, we got 8-bit indie game Cyber Shadow. We got old medieval fantasy open world Skyrim. I am a I am a well-rounded, just open-minded. Yeah, gamer. actually, you win that one. You win the well-rounded because you got JRPG, like arcade style 8-bit games, open world RPGs, first person shooters. You do seem to have everything. I guess That's you right. win. That's right. You went up fucking losers. I'm amazing. I'm a god. You should never stop listening to this podcast. I see you looking at podcast unlocked from IGN click off right this fucking second Ryan McCaffrey doesn't need your support he has a Patreon he drives a Tesla I drive a 10 year old Honda Civic fucking support me okay (laughs) he does drive a Tesla Uh, okay why do you know that (laughs) because I listen to his Tesla podcast it's great oh wait yes oh he has a great Tesla podcast uh, okay, and then I, I, I have, this is anticlimactic because my actual, and I title this, actual favorite game of 2021, Halo Infinite. So yeah, like I said, don't, even though I have many criticisms of Halo Infinite, don't think for a second I don't love this game because at the end of the day, even a Halo game that I'm highly critical of is still more Halo. And I just absolutely adore Halo. I can't I'm not like one of those like Star Wars fans. It's like this Star Wars movie is a masterpiece and this Star Wars movie is absolute trash. And you can tell that I'm a legitimate critic that you can take serious because I have a huge waistline, which means I spent a lot of time uh, reading about Star Wars on the Internet and consuming high fructose corn syrup. Like, no, no, no. I love Halo, which means I either love Halo or I'm able to find the good in the Halo I don't love as much. And so for me, Halo Infinite is more Halo. I'm just grateful to have more Halo. Uh, there are things I wish went differently with this game. There are so many pleasant surprises with this game that I would, I, I'm just so over the moon that they did with some of the story aspects that we won't get into. This game had absurdly high highs as, as far as the beginning and the ending and some of the story beats and some of the emotions I felt with it. 
it, and even though I plowed through the campaign in 14 hours or so, and then really need to get back, really haven't gotten back to it since, to be honest with you, those 14 hours were the most coveted, highly enjoyed 14 hours of gaming I've had this entire calendar year. And so, you know, that the quality of time I've spent with Halo Infinite has been so incredibly special to me, especially playing through that campaign the first time. There is no way I could I, I could not give this game my favorite game of the year. And, and when we were doing those multiplayer tech tests and back in July and in August and everything, just getting to to share that experience of playing a new Halo game online for the first time with all of you guys on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lightning extreme. It, it was it, it was absolutely amazing to me to just be like, man, I've been playing the same Halo game for six years. And now here we are just fucking playing a new Halo game all together for the first time in so long. I, I had such a special time with Halo Infinite, despite my criticisms, despite the things I wish went differently or I hope they change down the road. I cannot take away from how much I absolutely adored my time with this game. So my favorite game of the year, of course, is Halo Infinite. Of course, as you know, this is me saying this now. You will likely forget, but next year is 2022. Sonic Frontiers is expected to release next holiday season. I'm calling it now. That is my game of the year for 2022. <laughs> quote me on it <laughs> so the only thing the last thing i want to add about halo and i'm done with it is first of all yes i like the game i i, I feel like i was really overly negative on it it's obviously a great game yeah I want to but the most bad. important thing is actually uh dead captain james i think is the is the most important thing is you you look at that game it is so easy to be on the bandwagon of oh everyone likes this so i hate it right but like, look, Halo is actually having a little bit of a renaissance right now. People are into Halo again. They were not like this with Halo 5. They were like half like this with Halo 4. But right now, people are high on Halo for the first time in like a decade. Let's all enjoy that for a second. Everybody loves Halo right now. That is awesome. Yeah. New people are getting into Halo. This is This really is a great time for Halo. And honestly, as someone who just lays awake every night, praying for a halo wars 3 mm. yes let's keep the hype train on halo going keep praying everyone love halo yeah don't, don't give up yeah and that that's a great point too it is it is it is simultaneously like the 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 decent human being in me that just wants to see people be happy and enjoy stuff i love is thrilled to see people celebrate and be happy about halo again because i i do want that it, it, it's cool to see things like what you mentioned like like dead captain James saying like, Hey, I'm normally a battlefield guy, but halo infinite was so good. I'm going to rank it above battlefield. Like that is awesome to see that kind of stuff happen. And obviously halo infinite was overwhelmingly the game that showed up on most people's lists. But as, as much as I do love seeing that there's also the hipster, uh, cynic in me. That's also just like, where were you guys in 2015 when we lost halo five and the windows phone in the same year. So it's just kind of this, this thing for me where I'm like, I'm happy that people are enjoying Halo again. I'm happy that people are celebrating Halo again, but I'm also just a little sad that it's like only under these specific conditions. Can we? So I, I guess the, the, the takeaway is to just take what you can get when you can get it. People are high on Halo right now. People are enjoying Halo. Just enjoy this moment. And uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. Good news. Good stuff. So thank you for sharing that with me now. Here's the surprise special part. So we've gone over my games, picks of the year, yours and the audiences. Now what I want to do is I went through and I, I, I made a list. Every time I saw a game that showed up on more than one person's list, I wrote it down. 
And then I tallied how many times that game showed up on other people's lists. So, you know, games like, so games like a uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond that only showed up one time on someone's list. So that doesn't make the cut. But games like Forza Horizon 5, multiple people had that on their list. So I have these games listed out and I'm just going to kind of do a Xbox on community um, community games of the year picks based on what we all kind of collectively agreed were our favorite games, the games that just kept continuously showing up in our lists. And so I'll just kind of read them. I'll read them from uh, last place to first place. How does that sound? So let's see. We got. All right. So tied for last place, we have Fallout 4 and Battlefield 2042, which both had two votes, which both had. They both showed up on people's lists twice. Okay. And how did Fallout 4 end up on this list? Isn't that the crazy? That's the thing that's like, how did Fallout 4 get onto that? I know. That that's why I love like opening the floor to the games you played this year, not games that came out this year, because it just kind of shows a snapshot of like, hey, this is just the shit people are enjoying. And I think for Xbox yeah. it makes more sense because Game Pass is such a big part of our ecosystem that it's like, listen, you're not always playing the biggest, newest, hottest game. Sometimes you're just playing this thing you came across on Game Pass that just looked good. Fallout 4 is a Game Pass game, you know? And Fallout 4 got an FPS boost. Yeah. And Xbox is the perfect platform to discover old games that can be made new again. Nice. So our next game, I guess this is, I guess that was fourth place. This is third place. Tied for third place with three votes is Master Chief Collection, Halo Master Chief Collection, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, a PlayStation exclusive. All three of those games received three votes each from the, or three votes from the audience. And then, I guess that was fourth place. So that was fifth, fourth place, and now we're on third place. Third place with four votes was Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So not even the most recent Call of Duty, but hell, I'll take it. Third place, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And then for second place, the game that showed up the second most or yeah, second most often uh, with four and a half votes, because as you guys may recall, <laughs> uh, we have Mr. Wishy Washy acting basher who gave uh, who said either Halo Infinite or Forza Horizon five is your top game. So with four point five votes, we got Forza Horizon five, uh, Forza Horizon five as the number two pick uh, for game of the year. And then obviously, as you all can assume, with eleven and a half votes, we've got the number one game. Halo Infinite. So number one, Halo oh, Infinite, number two, Forza Horizon 5, and number three, COD uh, Black Ops Cold War. Did anybody not put Halo Infinite on their list? That's what I want to see. Uh, yes, I believe there was one or two people that did not put Halo Infinite on their list, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, let me so see. So you and We've I both did. Two, Mojo and Mr. Miggy. Okay, Mojo and Mr. Miggy, congratulations. You two are officially banned from Xbox On. May I redirect you to the Major Nelson podcast? which is just basically Xbox PR. No offense, Mr. Nelson, but uh, yeah, that's where you guys belong now. And acting basher, of course, he's on he's on his last morning because he only yeah. half put Halo you only gave Halo Infinite a point five. So come on. Uh, <laughs> all right. But that's all I have. I hope you guys thought this was fun. Xbox on is usually a pretty by the books podcast in terms of following the same run of show every week. So I thought this was fun. We had a guest on Josiah. Thank you for being on this with me. I hope you, the audience, had fun doing something different. I hope you guys listen. I'll get the analytics in about 24 hours, so I'll figure out if you guys are actually listening or not. And, uh, yeah, do you have any closing comments you want to put out there? 
no, just this was this was fun. It's weird to be on this end of the uh, of the podcast, and yeah. I'm probably not going to listen to it because I don't want to hear my voice. Hey, and I never listen to this podcast either, so that makes two of us. <laughs> all right, well, this was yeah, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you doing this with me, and to all you out there in the audience, I just want to say, you know, obviously this is coming out after Christmas, um, but again, happy holidays and happy New Year because this will go live on on December 30th, the day before New Year's Eve. So have a happy new year, a safe new year. I hope you guys have an outstanding 2022. I hope it was a lot better than 2021, which as we all know, is not technically the best year in the book. So hopefully, you know, things are just getting better and better. Obviously it was a good year for Xbox. So as far as our love of Xbox goes, it was a fun year and hopefully next year is even better with, uh, with games like, like Bethesda's, uh, what's it called again? A space Skyrim. Starfield. Starfield. <laughs> it's it's only it's only when I talk to other people that my mind goes blank like that. But Starfield and you know, I saw Windows Central was talking about like Avowed and Fable and shit. I'm like, come on, you know those games aren't coming, it's not next, coming year. Out next year. Those games aren't coming next year. But we we've got we've got some big games. We know um we know there's gonna be another Call of Duty. Redfall. Oh yeah, Redfall. And there's gonna be another Call of Duty. <laughs> But anyway, um, I mean, I'm, I do. I'm, I'm happy. We got Halo Infinite. I'm happy to just fucking play that in Black Ops or whatever. Actually, that's a good point. What is coming out next year? Oh, whatever. Maybe we can talk about that next week. But anyway, next week, we actually will be back to our regular run of show. So if you guys have any feedback for what you thought about this week, just let me know. But as always, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys so much throughout the whole year supporting the show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jesse DeRosa. Be sure to follow the podcast at YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Xbox on podcast. And then follow me on Twitch and on YouTube at Lightning McStream, where I'm uploading a new video this weekend. So stay tuned for that. Cronky, did you want to have any kind of plug any way people can find you or interact with you or do something to you? No, I <laughs> do something to me. No, uh, I actually am not very active on social media. No, so this is the last time you'll ever see me. Yes. But if you ever want to play games with me, I'm always playing games on his stream. So go to yeah. twitch.tv slash lightning yeah. for the 18th plug this episode. Yeah, Monday nights. We stream every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And Kronky will be there. So please. But anyway, thank you all so much. Have a great new year. Have a happy new year. And, and, and until next time, you want to say it, Kronky? Power your dreams. Hell yeah.
Apologize.